For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. There we are. Welcome in, everybody. Happy... Friday Eve, if you will. Uh, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. The men in green, the men in army green. Look at you, oh, no, huh? color coordinated. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, Mickey Mouse, I like it. And, and Barrett got the uh, got the sharp golf shirt on. Guys are looking yeah, good, great. Derek Gunn and Barrett Brooks. Real simple belts. today, real simple today. That's all, man, real simple today. What you guys got going on, man? I'm, hurt. I'm hurting, boys. Uh-oh. Why? What's up? So last night, I don't know why, but the – inner competitiveness in me decides to play some half court outdoor basketball with a bunch of friends of mine from church. Every Wednesday night, we have a community Ooh, night, there we go. you know, hot dogs and stuff. And, you know, we had a couple hundred people. So the senior pastor, you know, somehow finagles me into playing half court basketball. <laughs> we play five on five, right? Play to seven. One play to one by seven up to seven. I haven't played half court basketball seven eight years okay mm-hmm. so i get out there first game i'm telling you my legs are like in quicksand i can't move i have no lateral movement <laughs> I'm, I, I, my dribble game is off you know did you stretch at least before you played no oh, you just right there, hey, gunner come on over here and i'm like oh man what what oh, okay so I get out there, play one game. Then they got to run it back. So we got to play another game. Now, I will say my jumper was on. I hit three J's, so my okay. left-handed jumper was on. Okay. Here's the most embarrassing aspect of it. The senior pastor's daughter, who's in her 20s, 24, 25, I sat down low on the post. She came up behind me and elbowed me out the way. Ooh. I was like, she out-muscled me underneath. I looked at her and said, oh, heck no. So I grabbed him and put it in a headlock. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you are. You're going to get locked on, up, man. man. 
No, she's good. They're good people. But I woke up this morning. There are muscles in the body I never knew existed. Mm-hmm. Butt muscles, thigh muscles, my knee, my ankle throbbing, everything you can think of. So then I made the mistake uh, right after I played the two games last night of family group texting and say, hey, guys, guess what I just did? I just played two two half-court games. So the, the, my oldest daughter, Dad, are you trying to have a heart attack? <laughs> and my, my son said, you know what, Dad, let him play. You know what, Dad, we're going to go down to the Y and play. I said, we ain't playing until I get my butt in shape. I got to get. I gotta start doing some jogging on a treadmill. I got to walk around the block. I got to do something. I went up for a rebound. I thought I was skying up. I swear to you, I think I got two inches off yeah. the ground. Your, your body <laughs> thinks you're, you're 18. My you, vertical? Your, your, brain, your brain thinks you're 18. Your body tells you a whole different story. Hey, man, let me tell you something. I, my, my vertical was embarrassing. I've gone from in life being able to grab the rim like this, full-handed. I can't even touch the bottom of the net now. That's sad. By the bro, time he's bro, undefeated, I, man. We played in that charity game. Oh, you we and Rob? We played that charity game, and Rob will tell you, man. Yeah, it, it was it was tough just going up and down the court. It was rough. Let alone trying to shoot or rebound or anything else. Yeah, it was so rough. It was yeah, tough, it was, you're right. Like, I was – I was so concerned with just being able to hang and stay out there. But the rest of the game is just, I have not, my jumper was off. Yeah, yeah it was terrible, man. <laughs> and we're playing these dudes who were like younger guy, and they had, they had like 12 subs. We had like two subs. And, and they and were they, like young dudes who could actually prepare. jacked up. Yeah, dudes were yeah. ripped, right, yeah. Barrett? Some of these yeah, dudes they, were ripped. They prepared. They worked out for like a month before. Yeah. A month and a half before, knowing he's, they're playing us. Yeah, man, it was. Uh, we were not prepared uh, to it, say the least. Was, you see, Chris D. D. Gun, you need to hit the gym. Yes, Chris, right. I know I need to hit the gym. What's up, Chris? What's up, Jeremiah? What's up? Uh, I'm uh, something. Ruiz. What's up, John? What's up, Fitness Rebel eighty five? Wow. Uh, Good morning, mother. Five five. I'm Mrs. Brooks. What's up, Mrs. Brooks? Hey, we got a new one. It says new member, Takeem Hilton. What's up, Takeem? What's up, Takeem? Key, I hope bro. I'm saying that right. I hope I'm saying that. Good to you know? see everybody on the in the comment section, everybody on the stream, everybody listening. We appreciate you. Well, much the, love. The, the gun peanut butter sandwiches and push-ups. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Jer- Jeremy, what's up? up? I'm yeah. looking for I'm looking for sympathy. People getting man, people about what was this one that said D gun D gun faked an injury. They were calling him Ben. Oh my goodness. Wow. I, I, I'm, just, I'm worried about you during the breaks that we are commercial breaks, let okay. alone playing pickup hoops, man. At, I, at some point in this show, there's a good possibility I will be sitting like this uh, at All some right. point in the show. So I'm just letting you know right now. I'm not sleeping. I'm just trying to stretch a muscle that's locked up on me. That's I got all I'm you. Doing. All right. All right. Well, that's it. Listen, I, I'm I'm glad that you survived. That's the biggest part. We got you. We got to stay. Reminder tomorrow. If folks want to come hang out with us, it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. So we're <coughs> headed down Ocean Casino Resort, uh, and it's it's going to be awesome. And you got to stop out and hang with us because we're going to be at the grand opening of the new sports book. Okay, and we're going to be doing the show from there. As many folks as possible, we'd love to see your faces. Some of you guys in the comment section, some of you guys who who listen to the show, you know, on a regular basis, you want to come down and hang with us, kick off your holiday weekend, mm-hmm. man. It'll be perfect. It'll be absolutely perfect. It's gonna be fun. I, I, I might, I might be there. Body, depending on body. <laughs> if you see know. someone 
interaction like, like walk with a walker well yeah walking with a little bit of a limp you're doing his uh his best 50 cent you know but uh you know we'll uh we'll, we'll get we'll get by he'll be all right uh, gutter's tough man he will survive. hey look D- john dickerson is there catering for d-gun seafood tower that's a good idea i'm gonna call him and ask ocean casino and ask him can he hook d-gun yes, on some seafood right. you guys uh, yes. hey rob oh. rob remember when we did the uh the draft show there the man the spread Woo. they had for us Woo. the seafood the the steaks the, oh my the, god the nachos yeah oh yeah, my goodness legit. the hard, hardest part for me you guys kind of got to jump off a little bit during the show oh, i true. was on i was on the whole time so i'm trying to shovel as much in during the break as i can during our breaks <laughs> which is not <laughs> ideal on a, on a lot of levels especially when you come back and start talking and you're trying not to burp and you know we you know whatever but it Jeez. was the food was ridiculous <laughs> man let me tell well, you well unlike this show at least those breaks were seven minutes unlike this show which is the breaks are only 90 seconds we like to keep you on your toes, man. That, that's why we do that. Yeah, there. but I'm not tripping over cords. Yeah, I hear you. Well, look, so one of the things – we're going to hit a bunch of different things today. Free agency for the NBA starts at 6 o'clock, so that's going to be fast and furious. And we'll get into James Harden because it looks like he's taking a discount, which could really help the Sixers. Now, and, you know, we, I think we've all – I have been the, the leader of the clubhouse here being critical. Bro, we talk trash about this. For, that's right. Yeah. You know, right. for, for, for months now and, and thinking he's going to be a bad dude, that he's the evil guy in this whole situation. Look what he does. He gives him a pass. Yeah. Get that man yeah. his props. Give me so his props. Yeah, man. yeah, we will. And we'll we'll see what the offshoot is of it because, you know, that we're hearing – it looks like it's a done deal. P.J. Tucker, Tobias Harris, they, there's there's reports out there that they're trying to move him. This You know the NBA uh, free agency kicks off. Basically, at 6 – it's supposed to be 6 o'clock tonight. At 6 – o'clock in three seconds there will be six deals in place like yeah. there's wink wink nod nod some things going on before some tampering which we're you know we're going to call legal tampering tampering whatever you yeah want right like the yeah the i love the nfl the legal tampering period that's my favorite but um so right. we're going to do that in, in, in a minute the phillies lost again last night but here's Uh-oh. the thing no I, I, listen i i'm going to turn over a positive leaf on this i'm going to hear right? this even though, and I'll get into the frustration of what's happened with the team. There were two really good stories that came out of last night. Okay, number one, and this is what I like: human interest stuff, and I like the, the fans. I thought really acquitted themselves and, and right, really right. well last night. So two two things: one, Derek Hall, who we talked about a little bit yesterday with Jim Salisbury, twenty six year old, finally cracks the major leagues, made his debut last night, amazingly in the in the cleanup spot, which tells you a lot about the Phillies right now. But anyway. <laughs> Um, he he's DHing last night and he didn't get a hit his very first at bat. He had a sharp ground out to, to second base. But what was really cool is as he's coming off the field, he's running back to the dugout. Everybody in the stands above the first base dugout, which is the Phillies dugout recognized the moment for this kid. And we're like giving him a standing ovation. Yeah. No, he grounded yeah. out, you know, in the at bat, it was basically, we get it. We know you've been kind of laboring here, man, for a long time, slaving away in the minors, and you finally got your shot. Good for you, dude. I thought that was really cool. Wasn't yes. it? Because he yes. got a hit or anything like that, right? Absolutely. So that part was on his teammates all in the dugout. They're high-fiving him like he hit a home run. It was it was a really, like, cool sports moment. Then you fast forward to the ninth inning, and Mark Appel, yeah. he'll be 31 in a couple of weeks was the former number one overall pick in the MLB draft in 2013. That's right. Sat out. This dude sat out, guys, for three years. Walked away from the game. He was mentally and physically just drained and toast and cooked. He comes in there, 
doesn't allow a run, gets a strikeout. Same thing. He comes off. The, the fan base is going crazy for him, and everybody in the dugout is, is, is just making a fuss over this dude because they know how long this journey was for this guy to get there. Like, that to me is why you watch sports. It's moments like that. It, it's obvious, like, when your team wins the Super Bowl and how magic that was. That, that, all that stuff's great. I mean, no doubt. But there's so much we complain about. And there's so much negativity. Those kind of stories to me are everything. I thought it was great. I remember when Appel was the was the first overall pick in the draft, and everybody was talking about he's going to be the next great one, the next Sandy Koufax, the next Nolan Ryan, and all of a sudden his 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 career just spiraled downward, and to see him get back out and he struck out the sides, right? I believe, uh, he, yeah, he, I believe he, he didn't struck, strike out the side last night. No, he, got, he, he had a clean inning. He had, he did have a strikeout, but he had. Oh a no, clean. you're right. Yeah, one. Yeah, okay, yeah. he had one. But the fact that he's back now, so, you know, it's like. You forgot he's in baseball until you saw him. It's like, oh my goodness, where has he been all this time? You know? Yep. Yep. But what a great story. I mean, think about how many people when they walk away, whether forcibly or they go through, you know, emotional demons, they never come back. And all of a sudden his competitive juices got back to the point where he gets back in the game and the Phillies uh get back. You know, if he if he comes close to being what he was, I mean it's gonna take some time. Right, man, what a steal he would be for this Phillies bullpen. Well, he touched ninety-seven last night. Guys. Yes, so yes. Yeah. I mean, just from a baseball standpoint, right? You're exactly right. If this guy can keep building off of that, you know what this could look like later in the year. If there's oh my goodness, what a weapon he is out of the pen, man. But I, I just love the fact like this guy was very open. Like he, he said, look, I'm having, I'm having mental struggles. Like I'm, I'm having physical struggles. I, he had a shoulder operated on. Um, but he also said, like, I, li- I literally had to get away from this. Like, I was I-, I was really in a bad place. I was in a dark place is what he ended right. up saying right. uh, from a mental standpoint. And, look, you know how, how much it's a struggle for all of us every day, you know, yeah. on a day-to-day. The, especially for this me today. Especially Derek today or last night on the basketball court. But, but, no, for this dude to be as open as he was, I think for any of us who are sitting there – you know, you're at your desk and you're just like, oh, God, how am I getting through this day, man? You got something going on with the family or yeah, you're, not, you're having yeah. a health crisis, whatever. For things like that, to me, that's what that's the great that sports can do if you can reach even one person, if you're Mark Appel, right. and see his story of perseverance, man. Bro, and, and baseball, I mean, that's the only thing that I think about baseball that really sucks, man, because you can spend a lifetime being in the minors and not make it to the majors. And, you know, it. it the NFL is different. I mean, you could be on a practice squad, but you're still on a roster and you still, you know, you still feel like, you know, you're, you're a part of the team. And when you're there, you don't even feel like you're part of the major team. Right? Yeah. And yeah. you could spend a career there and not, not make oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, look, and, and Barrett, it's the sport where like, I, this is cliche, but it is very true. You're a 300 hitter. If you fail seven out of 10 times. Isn't that something? Wow. Like you're a good hitter if you fail seven out of ten times in Major League Baseball. That there's so much failure that goes along with it. It's such a mental game more than look. I'm not saying the other games aren't tough mentally, Woo. you know. But man, that's a that's a lot, right? I mean, it is it Just is 162, hard. man. That's a grind, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's yeah. a grind, brother. That's ridiculous. That's a grind, I mean, you're in brother. the minors, you're not flying, you know, you're you, you, you're taking buses. For long stretches, long, long, long stretches to, to pursue something that you love, and I give him a lot of props for it, man. He could have, he could have bailed. He got a nice signing bonus. I don't know if that would have set him for life, but he could have, 
He could have just walked away from the game. You, you know, know um, if you know, you're talking about minor league baseball, the time to be on a minor league team was back in the nineties. Um, when, when Michael Jordan walked away from the NBA and decided to play minor league baseball <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he played for Birmingham yeah, and he bought the team a brand new bus. And then, he, he bought like, him like a Madden cruiser. Man, that's the, that's the team yes. I wanted to play for yes. back then. You know who his manager was? Who? Terry Francona. No kidding. Terry Francona was his That's manager. right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They, the guys were like basically, you know, the year before, we're on the crappiest bus on the face of the earth just trying to get by. Like, no, no, you know, no AC. Cracked open just trying to get in, right? Yeah, no uh, AC. Yeah. The next year, they're, they're traveling in this like luxury cruiser that you couldn't even imagine. Yeah. The, the, the dudes were still there, but that was, that was pretty cool, man. So, you know, so you try to put it in perspective, right? So the Phillies lose. They've lost two straight. The bats have been asleep for those two games. But those two moments, you kind of just try to pull out and you say, okay, this is why I, this is why you watch so you know, sit through so much of this stuff and, and and you love it. I thought that was really cool. The other day, another another moment that I thought was awesome. I, I can't remember how old the kid was. I think he was six or seven years old. And he's battling cancer. Okay, this kid. And they have him at the White Sox game. And I don't know if you guys saw this. But he, the White Sox and the Orioles lined up down the first baseline and the third mm-hmm. baseline. Mm-hmm. And the kid you know, essentially swung the bat like he was, you know, in the batter's box and ran the bases. So as he runs down first base, he's high-fiving every White Sox on the team. Comes around, goes around second, third. He hits every Oriole on the way. And the kid comes home, and the look on that kid's face after he, after that moment, man, was like, wow, this is how you can touch people. Like, Barrett, I'm sure you've been a part of these stories a million times as a player, man. But that's, again, that's another thing that – the, the greater good for sports, in my opinion, because we have so much bad going on, man. No question, man. I mean, you, you, when you get moments like that, man, it's, it's unbelievable, man. I, I can remember, um, uh, I went in, I did, it was, it was like I, I, I let a kid carry my pads in, it's like my second year in the league. We're up mm-hmm. at Lehigh. I let a kid carry my pad, this young lady carry my pads. She was probably, she might have been, she might have been six years old. I mean, the pads were bigger than her. So I took the pads out. I just gave her my helmet. So she walks in with my helmet. And I can remember Jet Magazine put that picture in the Jet Magazine. You know, so I'm, I'm big time Jet Magazine. Nice. I saw the young lady like 10 years ago. She's actually like a big time um, executive now. You know what I mean? And it was crazy that she remembered that. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't know because I didn't know who the hell she was. I'm looking at her like, sure. Oh, man, I don't well, how know. could you? I mean, she was a little kid. Yeah. And then she said, you let me you, you, you let me carry your helmet in. And, you know, so she, she still got the picture of it, you know. So, I mean, it was crazy, man. Well, that, tell you know, Barry, you told it once on the show before, but not everybody sees, every, you know, every show or, or listens. But how about the story with you and Vaisikahema oh, when yeah. you were a kid, man? I mean, oh, yeah. like exactly. that, just real real quick, just good. You don't have to give every detail, but what, what well, happened? I, mean, I, I wasn't a big football fan. I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't like football because football was hard. And people understand that, you know, people love football, but at the time I did not love football. I wanted to be the next Charles Barkley. I wanted yeah, to you were a hoops guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, my uncles would always go to the Cardinals games when the Cardinals were still in Philly. I mean, uh, St. still Louis. in uh, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So as you walk, players would walk in, and if they had tickets, they and, and nobody's going to use the tickets, they would give it to the people that were there, the kids that were there. So it'd be like a thousand kids out there, you know. But I go there with my uncle; he's sitting there, there and I would never walk up and, and try to get tickets. Well, while I'm there, Vasek him was walking by one time. I said, "Man, I see you just about every week." But you're a big guy. You never want tickets. You know, you never run up. I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm not really, you know, a big football fan. I like basketball. And, 
you know, and he was like, oh, for real? He said, oh, okay then. So he looked down at my shoes. My shoes had holes in them because my shoes were too small. Mm. So um, he saw my shoes. He said, well, you come in. So he brought me in the locker room. I go into the locker room with him, you know, and he didn't understand what he did for me because he saw, I saw something outside of, of where I was from. You know, I played, mm. I mean, I'm from Kenlock. Kenlock's like the small place in St. Louis. Mm. Had the fifth highest crime rate per capita in mm. the country. He brings me in and of course, you know, Vi, you know, I'm, I'm like 12 years old, 11 years old around there, you know, 11, 12 years old. And at that time, you know, I wore whatever, how my age was, that's the size shoe I wore. I was 11, I wore 11, 12, all the way until I got to uh, 15 and then it stopped at 15. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he didn't have any shoes he could give me, you know, because my foot was bigger than his. So Stump Mitchell, Stump Mitchell wore a size, um, a size twelve. I can't believe Stump Mitchell had. He, he wasn't a real tall dude. He had some <laughs> no. big feet, man. Right, right, right. It was like a twelve or a thirteen, one of the two. Yeah. And he gave me those those, those rules, man. He was wearing rules at the time, man. And he didn't know how he impacted me because not necessarily the football aspect, but he opened up, you know, my eyes to all right. This is what I could do. This is what I could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was an incredible, you know, feeling just being in that place and understanding, you know, all right, you know, this is this is great. That's and awesome. you know, I mean, from that point on, man, and I'd say my uncle Patrick, man, he he was like he was like the he was he was one of the the slickest dudes you ever know, man. You know what I'm saying, my uncle Pat? But he, you know, he he opened me up to that, you know, another world. And then after that, you know, I, I you know I kept tabs on where he was. He went to Philly and all that, you know, but. Then I get drafted by the Eagles in 1995. So mm. it's so you're me. talking about like 10 years later. Yeah, yeah. tell you this. So it's yeah. me, uh, Mamula, mm-hmm. Bobby Taylor. They, they flew the three of us up. So we mm-hmm. go in, and Mamula's up there first, introduced everybody to the city of Philadelphia, yada, yada, yada. Right. You know, then um, Bobby goes up, and I'm sitting there waiting on the, um, on the stage, you know, waiting for my turn to come up. And I look over, and I see Vi. Mm-hmm. Vi's a reporter at this point for uh, yeah, for NBC Ten. NBC yeah. Ten, yeah. Because yeah. he's a reporter, so I'm like, yeah. Mr. Sigema, Mr. Sigema, it's me, it's me. He looks at me like, yeah, you remember me? He's a, you know me, right? He's like, yeah, you're uh, Barrett Brooks, um, Kansas State offensive tackle, second round. Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 it's me, Barrett. He said, <laughs> BB. I'm like, yeah. I can afford my own shoes now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that can't be that kid. I'm like, yeah, man. You know, so me and him have kept close ever since then. I mean, I mean, tight, tight. He just, awesome. In fact, he just texted me yesterday. He yeah. just texted me yesterday. Um, and, you He's know, enjoying retirement. He, he, oh, no he, question. he hung it up after an unbelievable, for people who don't unbelievable, know, an, you know, an unbelievable run in Philadelphia. He went from a sports reporter to a news anchor. Yeah. And for a year, I'll tell a you. Morning I, show. Yeah. yeah. When I, I interned when I was in college at, Channel 10. Channel 10 back then was a CBS affiliate. It's now an NBC affiliate. But when I interned there, Vi did weekends. Our buddy Ron Burke did nights. Big Al Meltzer did the early news. Big Al. Um, Bill Werndell. You guys know Billy, who was, who was crazy. Yeah. He was one of the one of the producers. Jeff Ash, who just retired from KYW, was one of the producers. And I was the intern in the sports department there. But Vi mm. was as nice a guy as you will ever encounter. And Barrett, it doesn't surprise me one bit that he did that for you as a kid. No, no. He was just a gentleman. He was a gentleman. And I followed him through the ranks, you know what I'm saying? He went yep. to NBC. I ended up going to NBC. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be a news anchor, but mm-hmm. I kind of like what I'm doing in sports, man. But, you know, he just, he's just a first-class dude. Yeah. first-class yep. dude. Barrett, were you, were you able to – were there stores you could buy shoes from when you were coming up? I mean, once you got, like, 
side 13, 14, or I, no? You know what? I mean, I mean, you know, that's why I got to give big ups to my mom. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, mean, I really I really couldn't afford to get shoes like that. You know what I'm saying? My mom worked at all these. You know, she was part-time shoe surf and everything, you know. And uh, my parents were divorced at the time. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I never went to ask her for shoes or anything like that. I would never go ask her. I mean, I would, I mean, if I couldn't get it myself, then I just wouldn't have it. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Like, she would, she would bend over backwards to get it for me. But I was like, why would I ask? You know what I'm saying? I don't want her to work harder just for, you know, right. me. You know, I mean, I, I wasn't that type of kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not going to ask for that. I mean, I didn't, I yeah. didn't care, you know. I mean, I, I think that's why the way I am now, you know. Kind of right. Name brand stuff. All that stuff doesn't, that it doesn't float my boat. You know what I'm saying? I do stuff right. that I like, you know what I'm saying? I right. want to fish. I like to fish, you know. It may not be everybody else's, you know, thing. You know, I love to work right. on cars, motorcycles, right. build stuff, work on my hands, you know. That's what gets me excited, you know, wearing a name brand this or anything like that. That's just not my flow. You know what I'm saying? I like what I like, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, you know, my kids are like, look at me like, Dad, why are you wearing that? Because I don't care. I mean, you know, it's not right. paying my bills, so why right. would I want it? You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. That's just, that's just the way I am, man. You know what I'm See, saying? See, the reason, the reason I ask you, when you think about how far shoes have come nowadays, right. like I'm, I'm 5'10 and a half, 5'11, I wear a 13. Right, and right, it's right. hard, and, and I mostly wear sneakers. It's hard for me to find a comfortable sneaker now, because 14s are too big. And it's funny, but very few companies make thir- like half sizes anymore. Yeah. Yep. So the only so the only sneaker Certain that shoes I wear you can't get halves. Yeah. Yes. So the only shoe that I wear now, and I, I got like 20 pairs. I hate to say it, but I do. Is Nike. A Nike makes the perfect 13. I've tried Reeboks. I've tried Adidas. You know, those are too tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so, so Nike is the only one. So that's why I wear exclusively Nikes. And you know, when it comes to dress shoes, it's same thing. You know, some dress, some name brands. You know, because they all want to make these European cuts now, man. But, right, know, like, right. We ain't in Europe. We in the United States. There's little <laughs> you know? people in Asia and there's little people in <laughs> yeah, Europe man, because I'm I can't fit anything they got, man. Yeah. In fact, their so, number size doesn't even come up to my number size. Yeah. You got to get to like fifty three or something. like what the hell is a fifty-three, bro? You know, what I'm yeah. Saying? The shoe well, the problem you have too when you're when you're a kid, like I'm sure you were, Barrett. When you're growing that quickly, your shoe size is changing every six months, man. Bro, and to be bro. constantly going to your parents, yeah, for real, man. Exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. like I need a new pair. I need a new pair. I need a new pair. Exactly. You're like, Ugh. Exactly. you know. See, you know. when I was younger, it was it was it was easy for, because everybody wore PF flyers, and yeah. PF flyers back then were like nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine, and yeah, I, I saw I, I saw and Chuck yeah. Taylor's, you know. Yeah. And I saw some. I saw a guy wearing a, 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 a young adult wearing some Chuck Taylors the other day when I was talking to him. I said, "Yo, man, I, said, I used to have them. And you used to have them in every color, man. I had them in blue, red. I had all the colors, right?" So I, I said, "How much are they going for nowadays?" He said, "Over fifty dollars a pair." I said, "What? Fifty yeah, dollars?" My daughter's got a pair of high top whites, man. They're they are not cheap. They were not Bro, cheap. Trust I'm me. like, exactly. what? What the heck it's happened? Like Spending five bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, what? Bucks, yep. so, so when I buy Nikes, I am not paying. I don't pay two, $300 for a pair of sneakers. I catch every pair of sneakers I have on sale. I go to what? outlets in California. When I go out to California, down to Rehoboth Beach area. Yeah, or, they're good or, down there, Rehoboth Beach area. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 mean, I ain't paying 150 200 bucks for a pair of sneakers. Well, bro, I, I can't, yeah. you know, like with me, if I find a sneaker that fits me right or shoes that fit me right, 
I literally have to buy all the colors right then and there because I was few or far between where I get those size 15s. Yeah. I'll even go up to a 16 sometimes, mm. you know, mm. <laughs> just because, you know, I mean, I, I can fit my foot in it. You know, it might be a little big, but still, though, you know, I mean, if it's a nice looking shoe, I buy every single color of it. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. you just got to jump on it. Every opportunity yeah, you get, man. you just got to jump yeah. on it, man. You got to jump that. on it. I hear that. Yeah, so anyway, wanted wanted to point out some some positivity and some good stuff off the uh, off the top of the show. Well, you know, and to get back See, to him, I thought to, I was going to be a basket case after the Phillies game last. I know. Night. I'm, no, I'm gleaning positives. To... I'm growing as a human being. Right. See, you you, <laughs> ha- you hang around Barron and not long enough, and we just rub off on you. Now, <laughs> some of the stuff that Degon says and does, you don't want to do that. You don't now, want that. But... You want you want to wipe that right off. Yeah, but but, but there are some yeah. things that you know they're starting to rub off. And and I, I want to take this moment on record to say. Rob, I'm proud of you today because in the past, you would have been a basket case. You would have been uh, as you, your face would have been you, as a red. Hug. Come on, did you get a hug, Rob? Thank, thank you, you thank do, you. man. You get it, man. Because it right now yeah. you've been jump, you've been jumping off the walls right now. You know, yeah. His face normally is red as the banners behind. Right, right. Him. It's true. You, know, you can cook eggs. Look, he's smiling. He's positive. He the word positive came out of his it, mouth. It was like it was I'm like press po- po- positive. Yes. Yes, but you know, you know, get, getting back to what you were talking about, yeah. about about athletes today, and I hope this is a lesson for a lot of people. You know, we put we put athletes on a pedestal, and we and for and, and I understand why in a lot of cases, and we see a lot of instances, and we hear a lot of instances where athletes distance themselves from everyday people. You know, they don't want to get too close. But you look at teams like the Philadelphia Eagles. And you look at this like the story you just told, man. That's a great story, man. That these athletes do that for a kid, you know. You know, it, it's it, sometimes what's the saying? Some of the smallest things you do have the greatest impact Amen. on some people. Things you don't even think about, you know, the little things you do, Kelsey just Gibson. like yeah, yeah Kelsey, Kelsey yesterday, yeah, great Kelsey example. Gibson, yeah, you yeah. know, just walking up, shaking hands with people, and being a regular guy we'll or never regular. Forget you know, that, you know, know what I mean? No, yeah, no, you know. No, it's, it's only well for said. one moment in time. And here, and here's something funny. Okay, so a few weeks ago, my family went to my son's girlfriend's um, gra- uh, party. She had a party because she graduated and is a full-time RN now. So there's a guy. Well, we're about to leave, and my, my son's girlfriend says, hey, can you tell your dad to stay for a few more minutes because one of our, my, my parents' friends coming, and he has to meet D-Gun. So this guy comes in, and he comes straight to me. He doesn't talk to anybody. He's straight to me. He goes, I'm so glad you stayed. We talked. I stood there, yucked it up with him for about 10, 15 minutes talking football. As I'm about to leave, he goes, this may sound weird, but can I ask you a favor? I said, what? He said, can I give you a hug? I'm like, okay. So I hugged the guy. We hugged. So then uh, a couple of weeks ago, my son goes, hey, dad, I'm over at that guy's house uh, that, that wanted to give you a hug at the party. And I took a picture with the guy. The guy had the, the picture framed. And had to put it up on his wall. They had it. Wow. Uh, they were they were celebrating. They were celebrating um, the the death of one of his sons. It was like an anniversary celebration type gotcha. thing, you know, in memory yeah. of the son. And he said, and and as part of the ceremony, they hung up the picture of me. He goes, oh, that picture that picture will never leave my wall. And I'm thinking, from my perspective, I take hundreds of pictures with people. It's just a picture to me. Yeah. But to him, I mean, everything that he got to meet Degon. And, and, and just talk to them. And that's, and I'm not saying that to be self-serving, No, but, be, but because of what we do, we are in the public eye. We are not as famous as athletes, but we are in the public eye. And it just, it just helps you to stop for a moment and think yep. that, you know, if you just take a moment, even on a busiest day, if mm-hmm. you just stop and take a moment, 
what you've done has made somebody's day. You don't even think about it, you know. And so much, so, so much important to somebody else, which is something you do every day of your life, right? You know. No, that's well so, said, and that that shows you the impact that you can have. And back to the Kelsey thing, which we'll we'll get into in a little bit. The, um, you know, Kelsey probably met a thousand people, if not more, yesterday. You know, and 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 he meets a lot of people on a daily basis. It's not like every one of them is going to stick with him forever. But I guarantee you, those people that he made a fuss over and talked to, they'll never yes. forget that. You know, they'll never forget that. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And his All brother right. Travis was there. That was very cool. And Jordan Mailata too. Those Jordan guys. Jordan Those guys had fun, man. And I'll tell when we come back, I'll tell you how much they raised because they it, they did an amazing job for Eagles Autism they, and, and Foundation. Incredible, incredibly amount of money they raised just on an afternoon or, or in, into an evening. Uh, mm. And they and from what I hear, they stayed and hung out with everybody, and j- it wasn't like, all right, my, we're, we're four to we're eight, out of we're here. out of here. Yeah. No, they yeah. hung around and as you would expect those guys to do. Anyway, so we'll talk wow. about that when we get back. We'll get into Sixers free agency, guys, because we're about five and a half hours out uh, for free agency, and this is expected to be a big one. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on here, Sixer-wise, NBA-wise, a lot of rumors floating around. So we'll dive into all that. We'll get into the Phillies a little bit later. we got some cool Eagle stuff. We didn't finish the uh, arrow up, arrow down yesterday. We will right. do that as well. So we got a lot of stuff in store for you. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Sports Take. I am Rob Ellis. All right, let me tell you about Station Tap Catering in Drexel Hill because they will handle your next business function with ease while you focus on securing a new opportunity for your company. They got 50 years of experience in food preparation. Station Tap Catering will impress and your guests will be impressed. I, I've told you about the food there. It is unbelievable. And the variety is amazing at a really reasonable price. They'll come out to your house and cater. You could go to their catering hall in Drexel Hill, which is absolutely spectacular. You name it. They'll get, they can provide you know, corporate functions, private events, whatever it is, and, and also bring you the packaged meals that are just so, so good and so convenient. If you got a tailgate, if you're just hanging out with your friends in the backyard, whatever the case may be, give them a call. 484-469-3222. That's 484-469-3222. Or go to stationtapcatering.com. Excuse me, stationtapcatering.com. at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring all together the stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Sports Day. Welcome back in, everybody. Jake, Sports YouTube Network. Barrett Brooks going to be joining us, we think. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis with you on this Thursday. Last day of June, Derek. Unbelievable, man. We That's will be in July man. tomorrow. Summer's going by <laughs> too fast, bro. I'm with you. I, always, I, tell, I say this all the time. Like, I do this, like, mental uh, seesaw thing where I love – you and I both love the summer. I love the summer, right? Yes. I like the warm yes. weather. I like everything about the summer. So, I don't – the last thing I want is the summer to fly. Right, but I do love exactly. football too. So I'm, I'm, I do this little bit of a tug of war in my own head, you know. Sometimes, like I'm, I find myself anticipating camp and the games and all that. But there's also a part of me that's like, dude, slow it down. Like, slow it down. Enjoy the summer. See, I've gotten past that point because um, football will be here soon enough. And you know, that, like I said, you know, I've said it time and time again. Nobody loves football any more than I do. Um, but. I want to enjoy the summer. Like I'm out at I'm out at a home uh, Home Depot this morning buying some stuff for the yard, and as I'm checking out, uh, the guy who's checking me out goes, uh, "You know, uh, the great weather." Today. I say, "Yeah, it's great." He goes, "When it gets to 90, he goes, I'm done." And I say, "Look, if it's 100 degrees out, I'm enjoying it. It's just something about it makes your body feel better, makes your muscles feel more elastic. It, you know, it, it does drain you sweating and stuff. But right. I tell you, it's just something about that warm sun on your body, man. For me, anyway." Yeah, I, I, I wish I had summer year-round. Uh, me honest. too. Me too. I'm a big fan of the summer. It makes you feel good, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially when you're hurting. It kind of helps yeah. you Yeah, you need quicker. it today, man. You you better go lay out after, <laughs> after the show the way you <laughs> No, No, here, after after this show, I got to load up. My son-in-law coming to pick me up in his truck. I got four big tents, two 10 by 10s and Ooh. one two 10 by 20s. Got to go to his house, and me, him, and his dad are going to set him up for my granddaughter's birthday party for this Saturday. So, and these things ain't light, but these things are heavy. You know, I hear you. you're gonna be hurting tomorrow, man. You so I'm gonna, be a mess. I'm, I'm gonna be out in the sun until sundown, setting this stuff up. Man, we're in trouble tomorrow with this I'm guy. Telling you, man. I'm telling you, you know, we got to carry the show for him. Exactly. Yeah, I, right. I gotta what leave my house. I gotta leave my house. At, shut up. I gotta leave my house at eight o'clock tomorrow morning <laughs> just to get to Ocean City to be on time for the show. What, what time do I have to be there? Uh, uh, show starts at noon, Barry. Uh, you remember? Uh, yeah. Well, we got yeah. a meeting at 11, so Barrett, I expect to see you about 11.50. I, I think we can probably bag the meeting. We'll talk about that. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm worried um, about the beach traffic, man. I I actually think we'll be okay early, like that early. I think we'll be okay. How long later, later, later could be trouble. Yeah. Well, how long does it take you to get there from where you live? Hour and 15, hour and 20. With no traffic. With no traffic. See, I'm a buck forty-five with no traffic. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Shows at noon. So yeah, I'm gonna leave at like eight o'clock, eight thirty at the latest, just just to make sure I have extra time to get there, get Can in you call place. And wake me up. What? Can you call and wake me Barry, up? Barry, you get up at like seven in the morning. You like a farmer, dude. Barry's got the easy commute. You're down there. What forty-five, Barry? From where you're at? Forty-five minutes. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Most. That's not a bad one. Yeah, I got to turn right back around. I was gonna go down the shore, but now I got to work Saturdays. Yeah. 
Monday, Monday, so I'm turning right so, back. And, and guess I, what? We'll still be, we'll still be buried down there. We'll still I, beat them. I know. <laughs> but look, look. I, when I go, I bypass all the. See, the, the bulk of the traffic is when you get off the bridge. You go 55 and and all the back ways. Yeah, I go. I will 73. I take 73, 73. to the turn to uh the, uh you know to you know to the uh what do you call Jersey. it? The, yeah, well, the Garden State yeah. Parkway, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I go that it's way, the expressway, and I miss all the stuff. You know, the, the crowd and the congestion. When you get off that bridge, or you going over the bridge, it's the worst, man. Because everybody just it just bottlenecks, it pushes everybody in. Yeah, you know, it goes from like four lanes to like two lanes, and that you know during that bottleneck time, it's the worst. So I, I bypass all that, and I go the back way and get there. See, I have to, I have to go across the Delaware Memorial Bridge. Oh my goodness. The traffic back up on that thing. Once I get over the bridge, I'll be fine. But just trying to get across that bridge, oh my goodness, man! Yeah, Once you yeah. get on ninety five and then have yeah. to veer across that, that huge bridge, oh my goodness, yeah, man, that's not so. Fun. If I don't make it on time, it ain't because I didn't leave early enough. Is that I'm stuck somewhere? <laughs> All right, just telling you now. All right, so we'll have plenty uh, on this tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow will be kind of the aftermath of this. But six o'clock tonight, not, not that far away, actually. NBA free agency kicks off. And if, you, if you're familiar with the way this has gone the last few years, I remember, I think it was when the Sixers signed J.J. Redick and when he walked to go to New Orleans. Yeah. The, 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 it was literally like, I'm not kidding you, like 6 o'clock and 18 seconds and J.J. Redick signing with the Pelicans. Gee, do you think they had a deal in place before the yeah, deadline? Really. Yeah, it's yeah. just so bogus. But anyway. So uh, we're going to be hearing a lot of different things. Now, the the new, the big news from a Sixers perspective is James Harden is not opting in from what we're hearing is not opting in to the $47.1 million deal. Okay. He's going to opt out, which means less money up front, probably more on the back end here. What it allows the Sixers to do in all likelihood is sign a PJ Tucker like I said, this stuff gets really confusing, but they'll have the, the $10.5 million non-taxpayer mid-level exception. That's going to be about the range of what Tucker's going to make for probably right. three years. So you'll be able to do that. There's other exceptions that this will help them with too, other mid-level stuff, which means they could probably get a wing or someone who could shoot it a little bit from the wing as well. So this is going to open things up for them to be able to, to round out the roster a little bit more. So let's start there because then we'll get into the possibility of Tobias Harris being traded. But, you know, Harden's situation, he said after the season when he was asked point blank when they got eliminated, he said, look, I'll be here. You know, we'll we'll figure it out. Maury last week called it a love fest. So they must have had this deal in place and known long ago that this is how it was going to shake out. You know, we, we, have, uh, we have died and fried and lambasted James Harden for so many weeks, as has everybody else fan, media, expert alike. Um, and I'm going to give this man his props right now. If he's going to do this, if he's going to opt out so that he can help this team free up some money to get other players, I got to give James Harden his props here and right now. That's, that's a very unselfish move on his part because that tells me James Harden wants to win. And the only way they're going to win is if they get better. Now, I'm sure somewhere on this deal, whether it's on the back end or whatever, Daryl Morey is going to get him his money. You know, they're going to make this up somehow, some way to get him his money. But the fact that James Harden is is, is doing this for the, the the overall good of the team, I got to give this man a lot of respect for that because not many players would do that, you know, especially at this stage of his career. You're giving up 47 and a half million. Now, he's still going to probably get in the 30s. I mean, still, which is still a lot of money. 
Yep. But yes. you give yes. it a forty-seven million guaranteed, you know, so that you can become better as a team, which also helps take some of the pressure off you and Embiid, um, and, and Tyree Ma- Tyrese Maxey. Kudos to James Harden for doing that, man. I, to me, it's big time. You know, I mean, I, I roasted this dude, you know, saying, you know, he he just about his money. Well, evidently, he does want to win. You know, um, it, and and like I said, he deserves the money he gets, whatever amount he gets. He deserves it. Even if they overpay him, he deserves it because he's an NBA player. He has a rare yes. skill set that a lot of yes. people in this world can't do. So, like it or not, he's still among the top, uh, I would say top 30 NBA players in the league right now. You know what I'm saying? Top 20, no top question. 30. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he he deserves the money he gets. But the fact that he's giving, throwing them a solid and, and, and allowing them to go out and make this team better, they're in win-now mode. I don't know if I would let Tobias Harris go now. I mean, I don't know if they yeah, really, really need to. Uh, yeah, I, 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 Barrett, I'm with you. Like, I tend to feel like he's going to be here. Uh, I don't. I know there's a lot of smoke around Harris, but I feel like he's going to be here. Um, I do too. And I, and all of a sudden, if you're looking at a lot, a starting lineup of Harden, Maxi, uh, Tobias, Tucker, and Bead. I'm not hating that. Like that's a pretty that's a pretty good no, five right no, there. Right, right, right. You know, that's right. And then you add Melton to the bench, who who I who will get you 10, 12 points off the bench, can defend, can do a lot of different things. And you, even I'm, old old ass George Niang will give you yeah. will give you, you know, a, a solid 18, 19, you know, when it's when his shot is on. Yeah, if he's hitting his threes for sure. And I'm not telling you the bench is done. It's far from done. You got to do more. But that's that's a nice start. That's a yeah. nice start. Uh, if, if that's the way this shakes out, Barrett's an old, <laughs> old ass George Niang. I think that is his nickname. Um, yeah. The minivan, the minivan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he plays. He may not even be old. You know, the minivan was in is. park in that Miami series, man. It was <laughs> it was in the shop for that Miami series. I might have beat him in a forty, man. Hopefully, he got it tuned up. Yeah, ready to roll. But um, the yeah, I look. I'm I'm with you guys in that. The longer this went on, because you saw everybody else opting in. You know, all these other guys who were, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, had, whatever, like, like people like Beal are opting out because they're going to get the max from their team. Like, it's different. Um, but the longer it went on with, with Harden not opting in, you thought something's up, like something's up here. So clearly, that that's where he and Maury having the relationship that they have, and Maury saying to him, Hey, dude, like, do us a solid here. We'll take care of you on the back end. Yeah, yeah. But we need to be able to make some moves this year, and this would help us be able to do that. You like that. I mean, that's a good thing. Well, it is a solid. It's definitely a solid, um, and I mean, I, I like the move. I like that he he's 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 considering everybody else, you know, in the organization trying to win a championship. Right. That's the biggest thing. He wants to win a championship. Now that I see that, I feel as though he wants to win a championship. This is not only going to show the organization, but it shows the players on the team. Hey, I'm yeah. taking one. I'm taking one yeah. for the team. That's right. And 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 not getting my money. Because rest assured, even if he opted in, got the 47, and he didn't sign back with 76, there was somebody gonna some fool team out there was gonna give him big, big money, anyways. No doubt. No you know doubt. I mean? Absolutely 100 percent So that that's kind of where things are right now. We're we're in a bit of a holding pattern until six until we know exactly how it looks. But it feels like there's gonna be a lot of lot of movement. Like I, I think. I think there's more minor trades coming potentially for the Sixers. Going to add yeah. some other pieces here. Uh, they certainly could use more shooting. We know, guys, and Tucker's going to help with this in a big way. If, if you know, if in fact he comes here, 
They were an awful rebounding team, so that's going to help. The absolutely rebounding and defense. and defense and toughness. This is the thing that excites me. Look, I'm okay with the with the third year of Tucker. I don't love it, but if if that's what it takes, that's the price of doing business. I can live with that if if it ends up being three years. I don't love it, but I'll live with it. If that's what it is. Man, you are in a positive mood today. What got into you? Right. Ooh, what that? happened to you today? It's a new leaf, man. It's a new <laughs> really? leaf. No, what yeah, in the world? Down. I really, I am. I'm good. I, it, it, because I think he, he's not being counted on to like give you 20 points per game. Right, right, I think right. he can maintain that sort of 10-point average. Yep. Hit the boards, play defense for you for three years. I do. Well, and it's he, only ten million in the NBA. That's a pittance, man. That's nothing. Right, right, right. We're not talking about big money. And yeah, what they're bringing him in for is, is not the shooting. Um, it may be a little bit with the defensive rebounding, but the biggest thing, his biggest role on this team, is to change how this team approaches the game, the yep. attitude of this team, culture yeah. toughness. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, the last two teams he's been on have been very successful because. He set the tone, and he's the one that spark. He's the spark plug that really starts the runs that these, most of these teams get. Right. A, 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 a big rebound or a big defensive play, um, you know him. Him going out and you know setting the break up, you know, because he got the rebound or he made the defensive play and or or, or check somebody. You know, what I'm saying we didn't have anybody to go out and right, check right. somebody. You know, what I'm saying I yeah. want somebody to go check, not not check him as like like you know what no, like guard him. But yeah. I'm checking. I'm, I'm checking like yo. I'm about to punish you. I'm yeah. punishing you this game. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Well, the other thing is he knows how to play with Harden. Those two right. played together in Houston forever. Yes. They, they love being teammates. So that, that's another built-in advantage of, of Tucker. I didn't even yeah. consider that. You're right. And, and you know, you, you talk about making minor moves. If the Eagles do this, uh, Eagle, if the Sixers do this well enough and strategically enough, you can make minor moves, a series of minor moves, and still make this team stronger than what it is right now. Right. You know, everybody thinks you have to have a splash. Well, I think I do think they need to make one more splash. I don't know if it's it's going to happen, but you can, can make enough. You make enough. I mean, a prime example is a team like the Miami Heat. Look how many insignificant moves they made to build around a core group of players. It got them to the NBA Finals and close to getting to the to the uh, NBA championship. It got right. them to the conference finals. So you can do that. You know, if you find the right nucleus of guys, and if there's enough middle tier type players out there that might might tickle the Sixers fancy to make this a much better team. And I'm curious to see now we give Daryl Morey and his staff a lot of credit for being able to assemble teams and to find players. Okay. Now's a great time. If what we're hearing is true about Harden is true. In fact, now we're going to find out just how good they are at, at strengthening a roster. Not with a lot of splash moves like the Lakers try to do every other year. But with just minor moves to make you better defensively, better mentally tough, better perimeter shooting game, better penetrators out there, you can find some Seth Curry's out there and not cost you a mint. Well, I, I, the other thing is, Derek, I hold him to a very high standard. You know, yes. he's being paid a ton. Barrett, you know, he's he's talked about with any uh, executive in the NBA as being elite. Okay. Yeah. So I get it. It's not ideal to your cap situation. Figure it out, dude. If you're elite, like get players in here who are going to, who are sitting on somebody's bench who, who just need an opportunity or whatever the case may be. Yeah. We're we're spoiled right now because you look what they've done in baseball, uh, bringing in those hitters, even though, you know, Cassianos hasn't done anything, but um, 
you look at what the Eagles have done and Harry Roseman. He set the bar so damn high that yep. you know it's just put up a shut yep. up when you when you're the 76 you see that like all right, you know the other two teams in the league, I mean in our in our in our um in our city, they made some major splash and they made it happen fit within the um fit within that cap, you know. So he yep. has to follow suit. You know what I'm saying? He can't just sit like a oh, man. What am I going? to He has to go out there and make it happen. And just just like you said, well Miami, just the little things, bringing in a yeah. PJ Tucker. Victor Oladipo was 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 all but gone. You know what I'm saying? His injury had, had almost put him in a position where he wasn't worth you know a, a donut hole. You know what I'm saying? He was he had less worth than a wooden nickel. But look what he did. You know he ended up being you know a guy that started to step up for him. Now now he's going to go into next year. He's going to be a major contributor next year. You know what I'm saying? So maybe he has to get a dominant rough from somewhere else and bring somebody in that he he's done some advanced scouting on who could take that next step. You know what I'm saying? Like a Victor Oladipo. Bear, I can't, I can't emphasize enough. When you look at that Miami roster, they had eight players on the roster that were not drafted players. Wow. Okay. Now you think about on a roster, you keep anywhere from what, 12 to 15 players on a roster for the most part. And eight of your players were undrafted players and you were good enough to get to the conference finals. Right. Now, now obviously coaching has a lot to do with that. Chemistry has a lot to do with that, but they found the right, players that other teams overlooked to make that team not just a conference final team, but look at what they were. They weren't the greatest outside shooting team. You had a Jimmy Butler who took a lot of heat off a lot of players, and and rightfully so, but you had a lot of great role players on that team, man. Mm -hmm. And you had guys, they could shoot from the perimeter. They weren't lethal like Golden State and Boston, but they could shoot from the perimeter. They could defend. They could jump. They can get the offensive rebounds. They did all the things that got to them to where they were. Now they're going to have to retool because they're going to they're lose a few key players. They're going to have to retool, but it can be done if you have the right people in the front office assembling the pieces. Well, take it a step further. You're you're also operating from a position where of urgency here because you don't know how long Embiid's going to last. You don't know. No, no. Harden is no kid. We you know we know that at this point. You know you're, you're Tucker, 37 years old. If he if he ends up being here. Right. You're talking about an older, with some exceptions like Maxi and whatnot, but you're 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 kind of an older team now. So yep. now's the time. You don't have forever to build this thing. So whatever no. the, the the mindset of Daryl Morey is, just think about it. You bring Harden back, who's probably going to get about three years at what's Harden, 32, 33 years old. You bring you're going to probably bring Tucker in at 37 for about three years, and Bead is is an older 29, 30 years old, whatever. Like you got to win now, man. This is not about building anything. Right, right. So you you have got to execute and and as such as a general manager and approach it as such and you know, and, and try and win now. Right. You know. I mean, just like Miami, you talking about coaching. You know, them, them going and and putting Matt Strauss in a uh, in a in a position where he became their lead dog. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. their, their point and, and and you know he was he was providing you know that spark that they needed. Like I said, Victor Oladipo, you know, I mean, they, they played so those two played so well that Tyler Hero became an afterthought. Yeah, he's their yeah. big gun. You know what I'm saying? Just a year and, ago, and, he was a starter. And Duncan yeah. Robinson couldn't get off the bench. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you that kind of depth. That's 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 the time the GMing. I need to see it, but that isn't isn't even a word or a phrase. GMing. You know, he has to go out there and do some GMing. He has from to do some bear, from the bear dictionary. Right. I, like, I, I use that term, GMing. <laughs> I, I like it. No, but I, I agree, Barrett. I mean, I, I think also one of the things that Maury said at uh, after the draft last week was we got to get more wings. 
And yes. they realize they yeah. don't have enough shooting, man. This is a shooter's league. This is a, wi- a wings league. Yep. And they don't have nearly enough. No. And, and when you look at the teams like, like the Phoenixes, the Golden States, the Bostons, um, that's how you win in this game. You know, you got to have some tenacity. But lighten it up from three-point range. I got so sick of watching the playoff, one aspect of the playoffs where guys would drive the paint, be wide open, they stop turning, kick it back out to shoot a three instead of taking the easy layup. But I'm thinking, what has happened to the fundamentals of the game? Yeah. You know, you got a you got a three foot bunny shot, and instead of taking it, you're more concerned about getting a three. And I'm thinking, but that's what got those teams to where they went to the conference finals and to the NBA finals. Yeah. So Daryl Morey is right. You got to get more guys to loosen things up on the perimeter. They just didn't have enough guys that could do it consistently. You know what the well, shame it is? This. Yeah, go ahead, Mac. Oh, you, you want No, no, go ahead. I, I was going to ask this. You take Harden and Simmons out the deal. Are they better now or then, right, you know, um, compared to teams now going into the mm. season? It's, a, like it's an interesting yeah. – This year's season and last year's season, these rosters going into the year, you take Harden out, you take Simmons out. Do you think they're better with that group of guys or this group of guys? I, mm. I mean, I, 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 it's just funny. The point I was going to make is it's a shame you had to give Curry up in that deal with the Nets. Yeah. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. wish you could have given Thibel up, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the, here's where I have to say you kind of had to make the move because, I, like, I don't know. Like, Simmons was so far gone, man. It's just a net zero. As much yep. as you're frustrated yep. with yep. Harden that he's not quite Houston Harden, Yep. He's still giving you something. He, he's right, giving you assists. Right. He's hitting some shots. You were going to get nothing out of Ben Simmons. He had checked out and he was done. He took his ball and went home and he yep. wasn't going to play. Yep. Yep. So you had it. But I really, this the carry one is the one that hurts, man. You'd, he'd be so perfect for this team right now. Oh, my goodness. If you could just and, get him And the back. center also. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Drummond helped them. Drummond, Drummond yeah. gave them real nice depth. And you saw, man, with DeAndre Jordan was cooked. He was right. done at right. that point. And if we had yeah, Drummond, we'd have worked out. We'd have, we'd have probably beat. Uh, we didn't probably beat the uh, the Heat. They missed him there. bad. Yeah. yeah, they missed him, especially with Joel not being able to play the first yep. two yep. games, whatever. And, and, you know, and I actually don't dislike B-ball Paul, uh, you know, Paul Reed, but yep. he, he wasn't quite ready yet. And and Doc didn't trust him. You know, that's the other part. Doc just didn't have that trust for him. All right, so we come back, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll dip our foot back into the NFL, back into the birds, back into the arrow pointing up. Yeah. Down. We did this exercise yesterday. We got to a good amount of Eagles, but we didn't get to everybody. And the, I'll tell you the, the, the guys we're going to hit today, some heavy hitters. Arrow pointing up or down Jalen Hurts. Arrow pointing up or down Isaac Samalo. Arrow pointing up or down Lane Johnson. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Marcus Epps, James Bradbury, Nick Sirianni. And we got a little Nick Sirianni story. Well, we'll see. I don't know. How Are you really going to tell that story? I'm Are gonna you going to start – are you going to start that rumor? I'm going to put it in context. Right. So you, you're, going to, you're going to put another log on, on what is already just a little flame. You're going to put a log on it. I'm going to put a context log on there. That's uh, his job. Can, That's his job. Yeah, I'm going to put a Dora flame on there. To and kind you know of get what's, you know what's going to happen. We're going to get credit on social media for blowing his story no, up, and we took it secondhand. All of a sudden, we get a call from the Eagles PR, Mm-mm. and they'll never help us again. No, I'm going to – Get players or coaches on the, on the show. Correct. I will I'm explain it. I will fully – explain the story so we'll do that as well when we get back don't worry Derek we'll be okay I know how to handle know. this this is my first rodeo See, we'll you, feel, you Philadelphia media people man that's what's I wrong know. You, sound like, uh, you sound like you sound like Miles Sanders Miles Sanders is blaming the media now for, for 
what he said about the Eagles being an all-star team. All right, we'll do all that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, finances, we know how tough it is right now. Everything's a mess, right? You're paying a lot of money for things. You're trying to save money. You're just trying to get by half the time. Knowing the right person to invest your money with is enormous, especially in this day and age. And I got the right person for you. That's Jim Murray of Principal Financial Group. I can tell you from personal experience, I, I have utilized Jim and Principal, and they have been awesome with me, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business and you're you're looking to help with your, you need some help with your employee benefits, it's another resource that Jim and Principal can help you with. I've used them in leaving uh, certain jobs and rolling over a 401k into an IRA. And Jim walked me through every every step of the process, and I couldn't be happier. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. Or you can email him at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Fake them up. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Welcome back in. Thanks for hanging with us. We are Sports Take. Tell a friend. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Smash the like button. Uh, tomorrow we will be at Ocean Resort Casino. Looking forward to that. Hanging out uh, with you. So stop on down. Also, go to jacobsports.com for all your latest Eagles news. Great content on there from our guy John McMullen. And uh, it's a way to link up to our show to see some of our previous interviews. Uh, just give you a couple examples. We've had uh, we had Al Wallace on. We had Jimmy Kemsky, uh, Jim Salisbury, Derek Bodner, Jason Avant, Mike Sealski, just in the last few days. So uh, check out what we have on there, all of our content. All right. So, all right, why not? This goofy story. So there was a caller to WFAN in New York. And Here we go. To Boomer Esiason and, and Boomer and Geo show, their morning show. A uh, guy, New Yorker, native New Yorker who's living in South Jersey, who claims, and he was in Maple Shade, I think. I forget where he said in New Jersey, but he claims he was playing tennis. He was at a tennis court. And Nick Sirianni was there with his wife playing tennis. The guy had a Giants hat on and a Yankee shirt. This, again, this is what the guy said on his phone call. Okay. So take it for what it's worth. It's a caller to Sports Talk Radio. And Said He said, Nick Sirianni said, I have a problem with your hat. It's a Giants hat that the guy had on. The guy said, why don't you come over and do something about it? Words were exchanged, et cetera. Again, that's coming from the caller. Now, Nick Sirianni has not corroborated any of this, has not denied, has not addressed it, nor, nor does he have to. These are just, just a rumor from a guy, unsubstantiated, that was thrown out there that's making the rounds. That's all. I mean, that's all it is. I'm not saying it happened or it didn't. But all right, I'm all. going. I'm going to a source to try to get some more information about this story right now. See what happens. So, here's the here's the thing, and maybe this is the petty me. Maybe I was such a good guy for the first half hour. Maybe I'm losing it now. Oh no, man! For the first hour, whatever. <laughs> uh, I kind of liked that Nick Sirianni got into it. If it really did, yes. Happen. <laughs> I was about to say yes. He's a hold feisty. On. He's a feisty cat, man. I yeah, like that. Come on. Okay. Now. All right. For, hold on. First it. of all. First of all, weren't they playing tennis in New York somewhere? Is that is no, that no, part of the story? Maple Shade, that's, that's right around the corner. Oh, of South, Jersey. South Jersey. Okay, yeah. South Jersey. So, it's a free country. You can wear what you want to wear in America. There are no restrictions on who you root for, what you want to wear. You're out there trying to get some exercise. You're playing tennis. Why would you care about if somebody's wearing a jersey and a hat you don't like? My Why? guess is Why? Nick, was busting, Nick was busting balls, and the guy got took serious. it serious. Yeah. Got yeah. pissy about it. That, that's oh, then you got to take you, you got to take the racket and slap him across the chops with it. <laughs> man, I'm just you, saying. You, I'm just you moved that quick way. on that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. man. You know, you trying to you know just trying to strike up conversation with the dude, and all of a sudden he's gonna take yeah. it serious. So you know what? Pow! Right across the chops. I'm just saying. You gotta well, take him out, well, bro. Again, Derek's digging in. This is you know serious stuff now. So we will we'll, we'll find out what uh, what ended up happening there. All right, so. Um, Let's go back to our arrow up, arrow down, guys. So, uh, by the way, one other thing, just staying on that note for a minute. We talked about the story yesterday where uh, Miles Sanders uh, was talking to, I believe, CBS Sports and talked about how the Eagles are a, uh, you know, you know, all-star team and you know can't wait to get rolling this year. So he's not happy. He feels like he's being, uh, he was taken out of context and context and being, you know, misrepresented for for what he ended up saying. Number one, I, like I said this yesterday, I want him to feel like that. I want him to feel like this is a you know an unstoppable great team. I, do I want him limping in like I don't know? I don't know how we're going to be. No, he. I want him feeling the way he felt. I'm good with it. But don't don't flip it into like it's this is all the media's fault now. Come on, Miles. Well, it falls under the category of who was it that says we have a dream team? Was that Vince Young? 
It was Vince. Yeah. And we see how that backfired, right? Players have to be smart enough. You know, I don't mind his confidence, but that could also backfire on you, especially if you come out of the gate sluggish. And uh, the headlines across the board, you know how it works in the media, man. If 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 he has bad a series of bad games, yeah. or if this team starts out losing more than they're winning, oh, what happened to the dream uh, to the to this all star team that you were talking about? More like the falling star team, yeah. And uh, you got to be careful, but don't sit back and blame the media that we're blowing it out of the waters. You said it, we didn't. Yeah. We're just rolling with it, man. It's great conversation. It's a great conversation piece. Just oh, oh come on, man. Yes, be, be a man about it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the only thing I'm saying. You know, if, if you got a problem with somebody saying something to you, I mean, uh, you you saying that, then don't say it. You know, if I'm gonna say it, I'm saying, hey, I think we're pretty damn good. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say it. You know, I stand behind you. Yeah, yep. right, exactly. So you know, I mean, I think you know, our but show don't is say pretty damn good. Yeah, don't say we're a dream team, all star. Come on, man. You know, people are gonna take off of that, especially on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter is the devil. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna play it up there. Twitter is the devil. You ain't gonna never catch D Gun saying something that puts himself in an awkward situation on any social media platform because you know why? Because you got all these people that hide in the dark who can't wait to come out to jump on something and blow it out of the water that you might say. So that's why when people try to engage me in a debate on a social media platform, I go silent. I'm in the witness protection program. Now, if you yeah. see me in public and you want to discuss, we can have fun discussing yeah. all day. But on social media, nah, that's not gonna happen, bro. I'm mean, just, I'm just like going to the wind. Frankly, Scar, yes. I don't give a damn. I hear yes. you. I hear you with that. Yes. Uh, let me, if you let say me the wrong thing, I'm blocking you. So, <laughs> um, but lastly, before we get to the arrow up, arrow down, Brett Brown has agreed to return to the San Antonio Spurs to join Greg Popovich's staff as an assistant coach, according to uh, Woj. Remember, he was an assistant there from 20, 2007 to thirteen on Popovich's staff. So. Uh, Good for him. I look. He was in a pretty untenable situation here in, yes. in Philadelphia with the, with the process years. Went through a lot of crap. I thought was left out to dry. Uh, hung out yep. to dry a lot of times yes. by Sam Hickey yes. and had to answer yes. for things a coach should have never been answering for. I, I wish I don't wish that dude any ill will. I, I hope he goes there and he and he is an assistant as long as he wants to be. Man, just kind of do your thing. So, I want to throw yeah, that that's out. Pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. yeah. Going back to a place he's comfortable with. Yeah. No, Derek. No, you know, good for him. No, I, good for him. You know what? Huh. He got a raw deal here. He's he's uh, coaching with one of the best coaches in the history of the game. You Who know, he's friends with. San, yep, good he's friends. friends with San Antonio is, is down right now. You know, for so many years, San Antonio was one of the marquee teams in the NBA. They're down right now, but you know, yeah. you know, good for Brett because Brett. You know what? The, the times that I talked, he's a good dude. I think. I yeah. think he's just a good people who got put in a bad situation. So good for him. He's still close to the game. Still coaching the game. Still in the NBA. Good for him. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, his son is actually going to go play basketball at Penn uh, next year. So so good for him. Um, all right. So back to the Eagles. So what we were talking about yesterday, we did an arrow up, arrow down thing uh, when it comes. To, oh, let me let me start with this. And I, I, I should not have omitted this. Uh, kudos to we talked about it earlier. Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Jordan Maialata. Yes. The Eagles autism foundation yesterday at the ocean drive in sea isle city new jersey they raised over a hundred thousand dollars that's awesome just that day for autism you know with with you know those guys bartended they were hanging out they Good. were signing things you, you know just all around exactly what you would expect out of the kelsey's you know and and jordan my is a lot of fun he was singing karaoke at one point so he was singing um want it dead or alive 
Uh, <laughs> one, one of my all-time favorites. From Bon Jovi. And you know how the one line, I'm a cowboy? Uh-huh. Yes. He kept saying, I'm an eagle. He wouldn't say cowboy. So Tony oh, yeah. lot gets it. So that had to be worth at least an extra twenty thousand, right I, there. I agree. <laughs> no question yeah. about that. That that gets him. That's just like that. That's instantly giving him what? How many people were there? Oh. Multiply by the votes he's going to get from the from the yeah. from the Philadelphia fans for the Pro Bowl, man. That's, well that's what that is. Yeah, and great job out of those guys, the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> dude, Ocean Drive. <laughs> What's the matter? This dude, John Dickerson, D-Gun doesn't speak a lot about his OnlyFans account. Hey, John, <laughs> let me guarantee you one thing. You ain't going to ever see me on OnlyFans, bro. Ain't going to happen. Not going to do it. Nope. <laughs> to talk, man. I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> uh, people, man. Uh, all right, let's dive oh, your arrow up, arrow down. So the it's pretty self-explanatory, the exercise here is going into this season. By the, by the time the season's over, the 2022 season, is the arrow going to be up or down with these players? Okay. Well, so let's start with the obvious here. Let's go Jalen Hurts. Arrow up Ooh. as in the guy of the future. Arrow down as in going to need to make a move in the offseason, Eagles. Mm. Derek. Oh, you would make me go first. Um, of, course, of course. Where we sit right here right now today, there is nowhere to go but up for him. He has shown that he has ability, raw ability. Now he has to hone in ability to make it NFL caliber ability. Um, the pieces are there, but can he get the job done? Not in mini camps, not in training camp, not a limited amount of preseason games. When the bullets start flying for real, can he get it done? We will get our answers this year. If not, the Eagles will move on. But considering where he was and where he finished up in 2021, he can only go up from here. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna say the arrow is up for Jalen Hurts. Arrow up, Barrett. Of course the arrow is gonna be up because he's shown the ability to never go into a season the same way he was the year before. He's gotten progressively better every year from leaving Alabama from getting to Alabama, leaving Alabama, getting to uh, Oklahoma, then coming to the Eagles and then playing last year. He's gotten better at steady progression, you know, and 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 that's what I, my expectations for him. He does the little things, you know. I'm not even talking about intangibles. I'm talking about the little things as far as taking care of his game, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm good with uh, I, I'm good with that, man. I'm I'm good with him being the leader of this team, and 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 they're gonna have to pony up, man, because I think he's gonna take that next step into being, you know, what we need as a as a a franchise quarterback. See, I like your optimism. But I'm I'm holding reservation um, because th- th- there's too many unknowns about him overall right now, as as a player, as as a potential long-term starter in the National Football League. I don't disagree with you, but I can't let those words come out of my mouth right now <laughs> about him. Uh, yeah, like I'm um I'm for I'm I'm in the up camp, okay, but I'm not. I don't know if it's going to be up enough. Like I, I think it's tre- it'll be trending in the in the better direction than what we saw last year, but I don't know if it's going to be trending far enough up where we're saying this is the guy. Lock him up with, with a monster deal. I, I'm 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 really not there yet. I need to see it this year. In all fairness, and I'm not trying to cop out on what we're doing, but I think he I think he's going to be better and improved. But I don't know if that's going to be improved enough. I always use. You know, is he a guy who could win you a playoff game? That's awesome. It's great. It's better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. 
but is he capable of winning a Super Bowl? But see, I, that's, I think he goes up there, but I don't know if I'm there yet. See, that's not fair. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, because everybody's expectations that he's going to be, you know, what you're seeing out, you know, in, in Cincinnati or what you're seeing in, in, um, in, in, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, Chargers see, with the Chargers. He's, yeah. he's not that guy. No, I agree. No, it's not, and it's no. not fair to compare him to right, right. Pearl so you, and, and Herbert. Uh, it's fair. You can't have that expectation yeah. on him. I mean, what, what's wrong with being a Dak Prescott? Well, yeah, no, 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 no. Barrett, there's nothing wrong with him being a Dak Prescott if that's a, a step on the ladder. It, it, <clears> but if that's where he's topping, that's not going to be good enough. It's got to be – if it's part of the growth of him, that's fine. So, I, that's so I, I mean, I, I'm fine as too. What is everybody saying is good enough? Is, it, is the money's not good enough or is his play not good enough? Is he winning games? I mean, that's, what's, what's, that's what I'm looking at, his ability to win games. I think he can win games. I think that he's okay. very reliable what if in winning these games. What if they're winning in spite of him? We've seen that happen a lot of times in the National Football League. Teams can win in spite of a quarterback. Yes, and I've, I've had that happen. You know, like, yes. like even the Super Bowl I won, we won in spite of Big Ben. Yeah, But Big Ben yeah. got us there. And if we're yeah. winning, it's going to be a lot of him that's going to be in charge of us winning. You know, even if we run the ball the way we ran it last year, the reason why we were able to run the ball like we did last year is the threat of what he could do, which made guys stay at home, play assignment correct, because his ability to go out there and run and and, and, and make plays. So, See, I would counter with Big Ben helped you win. You guys had a great defense. You had a great running game. You had a great offensive line. I would say he helped you. He managed the game well enough for you to win. The first time. I, yeah. The second one, Ben makes the throw to Holmes. I mean, yeah, Ben. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the one when Barrett played in. Yeah, you know, when he got yeah, 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 so yeah. He helped. He helped you get there. But there were so many other intangibles that, that was two that years later. Yeah, that was two years later. His progression of being Big Ben. He was just Ben Roethlisberger when I played with him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't big. He became Big Ben after that Phoenix Super Bowl. You know, he what was saying? also Shady yeah. Ben. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he's very shady. We we know that. <laughs> we don't have enough time. Right, right. But you know that's that's um. But uh, I, uh, just a special announcement announcement to um to, to everybody on the on the stream. Um, we will have Brian Westbrook on. Um, Where today at two o'clock? Today at two. Good. Yes, today at Good. two. Okay, I knew he you were West working here. on that. Nice. So That's awesome. Today at two o'clock. All right, Brian Westbrook. Uh, just got Eagles. Got about about time you come on. All right, B West two o'clock. Mark it down. Tell a friend. Uh, all right. So that's awesome, Barrett. Good job. Um, so that's that's Jalen right there. Let, let's let's jump around a little bit here. I'll go over the defense for a minute. Here we go. Fletcher Cox. End of the season. Playing essentially for a contract. Ooh. Ooh, arrow you know, up, arrow down. Barrett, you got this one first. I'm, I'm gonna start it. Off, I'm gonna start it off and preface it like this: Fletcher is definitely um, a product of what's going on around him. If the team is doing bad, he will shut it down. If the team is doing good and in an upward twin, trend, he is a guy that you can't stop. So, last year was a year in which they started off not very good and during that time period he wasn't very good when they started getting better and they started making these potential run for the playoffs if you notice his play got better 
and he became more dominant as a player. So it really depends on how the team is going on what which Fletch Cotch is going to get. Now, I mean, that's just the way I'm looking at it. Um, others may seem different, you know, see different. It seems to me that, you know, not saying he's a front runner or anything. I'm saying he's a guy that, you know, if there's a cause, he's going to be right there front and center fighting the cause, fighting a good fight. If there's no substance in what, he, in, in what they're playing for, you're not going to get that much of a substance from, from Fletcher Cox. That's just the way, that's just what I'm thinking. Okay. So right. I'm going to say trending up because I think this team is thinking this, they're trending up right now. They've done enough around him that the defense yes. is going to be good enough that you're going to get max Fletcher. Yes, exactly. All right. Gunner. So that's the best way I can put it. That's Because okay. we all know how dominant he can be. We know how good Fletcher Cox can be. Mm-hmm. You know, can he still be that good, Derek Gunn? <sighs> Mr. Ellis, I will defer to you, and then I will answer. All right, my, here's my answer on that. <laughs> um, I I don't think the arrow is going to be going up. I think it's a very it's a sideways arrow when it comes to Fletcher Cox because oh, we have a sideways should, option. A fourteen million dollar guy <laughs> should, not be should not be. <laughs> yes, I, I just made it up. Yes, I did. I just cheated on my own game. Right. As a matter of fact, <laughs> oh, um, my goodness. where I was going to force you guys, it's got to be up or down, and I go sideways. <laughs> um, oh, I just—he's making fourteen a year, man. Like yes. you can't be depending on everybody else. Make a play, dude. If you're getting doubled, make a play. If things aren't going perfectly, make a play. I don't need every uh, the entire nature and the atmosphere to be perfect around you for you to step your game up. That's what frustrates me with Fletcher more than anything else. I do think the talent's still there. I do think the ability is still there. I don't know if the motor's there where it needs to be. And I think he'll be covered up a little bit more because he's got Hargrave, because he has Jordan Davis, because he's got better ends at Redick. All those people will help him, but he needs to be better. So I'm going to say it's eh, because I do think his numbers are going to be better than they were last year, but I don't know if it's it's as much as he's capable of. Wow. Does that both make sense? Of you, both, yes. Both of you make compelling arguments, and I'm proud of both of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's proud of us. Barry. What does that mean? I don't know. That means we're going to get ripped right now. I'll let you figure it out. <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest mistakes we in general, and I'm not saying us three, but in general make is that Fletcher has been constantly compared to Aaron Donald. They're two different style players and they play two different games. And time and time again, we see these plays where, you know, Aaron Donald, you can't block him with two guys. He's shed blockers. He splits blockers. He's constantly getting to the quarterback. He's a he's a different motor kind of guy, playing a different kind of defense. Fletcher Cox is more of a take on the pressure. And every time we hear about we ask Fletcher to do things that don't that they don't get recognized in the stat books, which tells me he's asked to take up space to allow other people around him to do things. And it takes an unselfish player to do that. You know, but players, players want to make stats. That's how they make their money. But play, Fletcher has made his money because not only the organization, but other players in, in, in front offices around the league recognize this dude is like a Brahma bull. You know, he can take over when he wants to. He doesn't do it consistently enough. Fletcher is in the twilight of his career making $14 million for one year. He wants to go out and prove 
that he's still a quality player because P- Fletcher wants to play beyond 2022, whether he plays the football in Philadelphia or for some other organization. Right. And I'm going to say the arrow is pointing up with Fletcher because Fletcher is going to play with a chip on his shoulder this year. He sees the organization moving in a youth movement. See, it wasn't that long ago Fletcher Cox was part of the youth movement on this team. Now he's one of the older guys, and he's looking over his shoulder. There's Milton Williams. There's Jordan Davis now. And he's got to be thinking, are my days numbered with the Philadelphia Eagles? Are they about to put me out the pasture? You know, so Fletcher should, his mindset should be coming in and playing with that proverbial chip on his shoulder to prove a lot of people wrong. I am still a Pro Bowl player. I am still one of the most dominant D tackles in the game today. And I'm going to go out and show you at this stage of my career that I'm all of those things above. So I'm going to say the arrow is not sideways, but it's slightly going up for Fletcher Cox this season. It's like that way as opposed to that way or that way or that way. (laughs) That one. You keep making up the rules as you go along, man. I, it's my game. I can make up the rules. Uh, it's my toy, and I can take it if I want to. Nah, 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 nah. All right. So, um, all right. I want to hit you guys with this one, then, Jonathan Gannon. And I'll start. Okay, I'll start to give you guys a minute to think about it. Um, I think it's going to go up. I do. Um, I think that last year was a byproduct of not having weapons, and I think he did the best that he could. At the end of the day, the points allowed weren't that bad. I, do I think there were times it called for him to be more aggressive? Yes. I was really disappointed in some situations where I thought he should have. But he's got the ability to rush the passer now with Reddick, getting Brandon Graham back, having a healthy Josh Sweat. He's getting, he's adding Jordan Davis to that defensive tackle group that already has Milton Williams, Fletcher Cox, and Javon Hargrave. You're nasty up front, potentially. Your yep. linebacking crew is solid to good now with Kaiser White. With Hassan, uh, with the uh, Kobe Dean, and uh, with T.J. Edwards, you've got a solid corner on the other side of Slay. You've upgraded safety and, and to an extent uh, with Tart. I don't love it, but I think this defense is going to be way better. I think it's going to look way better in the way that he approaches it. I think he's going to be a lot more aggressive, and I think he's ha- he has the ability to throw constant fastballs at the opposing team. So I am a firm believer that it's going this way for Jonathan Gannon. And if you say that, that's mean that I think it's going up also. But also, that should also bode well for, for Jalen Hurts on the other side of the ball also. That means more opportunities for him to have some success. So, I mean, you know, I, I think Gannon, he now has the toys to go out there and implement the defense that he wants to run now. He wanted a multi-front uh, that he could basically switch from four down to three down to five down and do it seamlessly with the personnel that he has on the field. And I think he can do that now with, especially with Davis being there, just, just having Davis come in the game with Hargraves and Fletcher. That's a lot of beef sitting right there in the middle of that offense. You know, the both guards are covered and the center is covered. And the biggest dude on the field is the guy lined up over your center you're not going to be able to run the ball as consistently as you did when they were, when they were running that four down and, and, and the linebackers didn't know how to read or, 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 or really start playing the ball until TJ Edwards was implemented as a starter and he started playing downhill and they saw, all right, that's how you play the linebacker position. 
guys are learning now. TJ Edwards is going to be better. Um, Kazir White will be in every down linebacker for him, you know, first through first through fourth. On a one-year deal, very motivated. Very, very motivated. TJ Edwards is going to be motivated because they're trying to get him out of there. You got a rookie who's already pissed off because he won the third round. It cost him – they cost him like – four or five million, almost, no, probably $10 million in income from just rumors and saying that he, was, he wasn't he was healthy. He's a little pissed off, so he has a lot to prove. There are going to be so many factors. And then a Davion Taylor, who picked it up last year until he got hurt, was on an upward trend also. The middle of the defense will be solid. Of course, the front seven or front, you know, the front four or whatever, five, the defensive line, they're definitely going to be good. And I think at the corner position, it's probably the best tandem in the NFL right now. Safety position, if they run big nickel, I can see Epps, Tart, you know, and 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 um, and what's his name, uh, Harris, all playing well together and 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 basically running whatever they wanted to run from a defensive standpoint. This will be a solid defense, and as long as he calls the game more aggressively, and the defense will be a product of how their coach thinks. You know, if he's aggressive-minded, they're going to be aggressive-minded. If he's not saying he's um, being soft, but if he's not in an aggressive mindset, his players won't be in that aggressive mindset. So you'll get an unaggressive product on the field. He has to call the game aggressive, get those guys in an aggressive mindset. Yeah, Well said. How about you, Derek? I believe in Jonathan Gannon. I believe that he was handcuffed in 2021 and had to play a very bland type defense because he didn't trust the personnel in some cases he had on the field in certain areas. Now he has been given an incredible amount of wealth in terms of uh, proven players, high profile college players. Um, and I think he's going to elevate his, his calls and his schemes to a level of where this could be a, easily a top 10 defense in the National Football League. Um, he was at the bottom last year, took a lot of criticism, rightfully so. Um, you know, it was clouded by the fact that they played a bunch of weak sisters down the stretch. So his defense didn't look as bad as it could have been or as how ex exposed as it was against better competition throughout the regular season. And of course, by Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Um, so I believe Jonathan Gannon has heard all the criticism. He went to the coaches, went to the front office, said, you got to get me a better crop of players. They've done that. And now he's sitting behind closed doors like a mass diabolical scientist coming up with all these different schemes and games that he can play with personnel come 2022. So for me, the arrow is definitely pointing up for Mr. Gannon. Okay. All right. That was, that was a fun little exercise right there. We, there's a couple we didn't even get to, which maybe we'll, uh, we'll hit them tomorrow too, but uh, we will certainly continue the Eagles discussion. Top of the hour, two o'clock, we will be joined by Brian Westbrook, former Eagles running back. Looking forward to talking to B West. We come back, we'll do a little Phillies and, and just kind of take, take some stock and where things are right now with them, because it has been a struggle from an offensive perspective of late. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let me tell you about ProAction Restoration. If you have a home, you have a business, you have a property, and you've experienced the pain, the inconvenience of fire, water, smoke, mold damage to your property, you know how brutal it can be. And if you haven't, let me give you the, the name and the number and the email, or the uh, the the uh, the address of where you can go and be prepared. ProAction is on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I went through it. 
at my parents' house a few years back, and they were there quickly. They cleaned it up. The crew was unbelievable, and the price was very reasonable. And the big thing is they are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro-action will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. You know how key that can be. Whether it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. You can give them a call now, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online, proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to ready, go to look, fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Sports Take, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, each and every day, Monday through Friday, noon to 3 Eastern, hanging with you. Tell a friend, smash the like button, as we always say. All right, guys, little Phillies now, because they go down again last night, and the offense is nowhere to be found. And, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me, and we'll get into some of the details of it, 
how much of of the Harper thing? I mean, initially, to their credit, you know, even the game he got hurt, they ended up winning, and then the next day they won too, and that was you know character kind of stuff. But the reality maybe setting in on some of these guys that you know, guess what? We don't have our big boy here, and our our guy starting to press a little bit. You know, we we've seen that the offense really be non-existent over the last couple of days. What do we think is going on here, Phillies wise? Is this just kind of the ebbs and the flows? you know, of a baseball season too. That's exactly what it is. I think it's the Epsom foes of, of baseball being a long sport. Um, I mean, 162 games, you're going to have some lulls in the, in the offensive side of the ball. I just thought that they would have more, um, more guys to, to pick them up. I mean, I understand what Bryce is to this organization, but damn, come on, we need more, man. I mean, we have people that can, you know, that can step up and that haven't stepped up. You know, I mean, JT, I can't say it enough. Mm. I, I, I got to get something out of him, man. I don't have anything in him. I mean, he does nothing for, for anything, you know. Um, Reese has played well besides his last two games. You know, he's just picking up also. I, I, don't, I don't see the guys that I need to see stepping up and, and taking the lead. You know, Schwarber, you know, he, he can't be just the only fire plug we have. So, yeah, I mean, and, I, I and he know. didn't do anything last night, and the offense does nothing. Like, he, there, you can only ask exactly. him to bail you out so many times. Exactly. You know, as he has lately. But the, the, the guy that, uh, frankly, guys, is driving me crazy is Castellanos. I mean, I think he's killing him. I, uh, 0 for 4 Uh-oh. again last night. Yeah, fired. Oh, geez. He's at 245 for the season. Here's what he is for June, okay? And the team's played great, very good baseball in June. He's hitting 212, which is 21 for 99. No home runs the entire month, and we're in the last day of June. Four doubles and nine runs driven in for a guy making twenty million a year. I mean, what he's doing is a disgrace. And he, well, and he even and if he wasn't making twenty million a year, it'd still be a disgrace, bro. <laughs> I, and there's so many at bats where he's just reaching and flailing and bailing, and they're awful at bats. He's not even working the pitcher. I, I mean, he is a disaster right now. He's killing them in the middle of that lineup. He's killing him. And Barrett, you're right about JT too. I'm I'm not arguing that. It, those two guys in particular are the main culprits right now because they they're supposed to be the big boys. I don't expect anything out of Moniac and some of those guys right. at this point. We've but seen those them guys, do it before. Yeah, that's the problem. We've seen them do it before. So since they're not doing it now, why? What's so different from last year to this year? I mean, come on, JT. I mean, I know. That's the irritating part because I have those expectations of him because, you know, I mean. You look at it, last year, there are so many people that went to bat for him, man. So many. Bryce went to bat for him. I mean, yeah, he's, he, he, Bryce got him paid. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he was doing flips in the front office yep. to get him back. He was wear, he's remember, he's nothing. wearing the T-shirt every day, pay JT. Right. I mean, literally. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, how soon we forget about that? I mean, he doesn't have – he doesn't owe him a little bit. Just give him a little bit more firepower. And I'm just, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a – a pro baseball player, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know what it is to be in those type of situations for 162 games. I mean, I, I just even saying that, you know, I, I could see how taxing that would be, but give me something, you know what I'm saying? Something that's crazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, it's getting very, very frustrating. I mean, it was just awful to watch the last couple of nights because hey, so they go one for 10 on Tuesday. So last night, they only get three runners in scoring position the entire game. 
They go 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. So in their last two games, they are 1 for 13. They had four hits last night. Well, they had the bases loaded in the second inning and got nothing out yeah. of it. Moniac struck out to end the inning. Here, here's what I will say. We're past the stage of, of crying about Bryce Harper not being in the lineup, okay? It is what it is. Um, the Atlanta Braves are not at full strength. Where are they right now in the standings? On fire. The Mets have not been at full strength pitching-wise for much of the season. Where are they? Second-best record in the National League. The Padres are missing two key cogs in their offensive lineup. Where are they? Bird Dog and the Dodgers. They've won 46 games and only lost 31. So stop, 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 stop with the excuses and the whining. You have guys in the lineup that should be hitting. The Phillies have pitching. The starting pitching has come around. For the most part, the bullpen has been okay. We've criticized this bullpen throughout May. The bullpen has turned it around. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've, you know, up, I believe up until the night, uh, up until last night, uh, that was the first time in six games, I believe it was, the bullpen had given up a run. Okay. Yeah, the previous night. But okay. yeah, the previous night. Up. Okay. Yep, yep, so, yep. so we can't. We we got to stop. We got to stop making excuses for this team. And, and and the team has got to stop saying, "Well, we really miss Bryce Harper." Well, guess what? There are four <laughs> or five other teams in the National League that are yeah. missing all-star caliber players yes. that are finding ways to win games. And I hate to Just, say the Mets, but that's exactly what's no, happening. No, they had, Mets have Mets have done it all year. Mets have done it without DeGrom. They've been doing it yeah. without Scherzer forever. They've been doing it all year. Atlanta Atlanta and, hasn't had Acuna. Nope. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> excuse me. They, they and, and, yeah, there's no excuse. Uh, to and, me. And, and these teams are winning 40, 40-plus 40 games, you know, and they're bird-dogging each other for the top of the division. Yeah. And the Phillies, you know, every time the Phillies flop, oh, we miss Bryce Harper. Well, guess what? You're going to miss Bryce for the next five to six weeks, hopefully no more than six weeks. Yeah. You got to find a way to get it done because you're coming up against some heavyweight teams. You look at this Atlanta Braves team right now; they are one of the best hitting teams in the national in in all of base. Let's say in all of baseball, they're number two in all of baseball in home runs. They have 114 base, 100. So when they start when balls start flying out of the stadium, when they it's because they're that good in the lineup despite their deficiencies. They found a way to overcompensate the lack of starting pitching because their bullpen. They assembled a decent bullpen. This Phillies team has the capability, but they've been inconsistent. They had a great yes. run. We had a great run when Thompson took over. Now we're, now we're starting to taper off a little bit. Well, what, here's the trend, and this started way before Thompson took over, guys. But they played 76 games, right? They've been shut out seven times, and they've scored one run eight times. So 15 times out of the 76 games, yep. one run or less. Yep. Not good it, enough. It can't happen, you know? Not good and enough. So – there's no doubt the the heavy the big boys who are getting paid deserve heat. There's yes. no doubt. But the other the other issue you have here is you're playing guys who really aren't major leaguers. Mickey Moniak doesn't belong in the major leagues. He can't hit a curveball. He's what a about, mess. What about Stott? Stott should should probably be in the minors as well. Mm. So you 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 know you're throwing out there you know Dubal stinks and and Veerling is probably a fourth or fifth outfielder. Like you're running guys out every night at the bottom of the order who just aren't flat out good enough and they're not major leaguers in my estimation so it, it's like if those if you, the big bo- like barrett was dead on if, if schwarber isn't performing heroics almost every night you're not doing anything i mean he 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 single-handedly tried to carry you back in it on tuesday and they, yeah, they, they yeah. couldn't do it but rob i will counter with this the same guys that you just mentioned at the bottom of the order are the same guys we were applauding just a few weeks ago for coming up with key home runs key base hits driving in runs so i'm called, not going to say what, i'm going to call it again uh, what they call those guys the the uh 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 
um, what the young guys would they call them the romper room or whatever oh, the daycare or something daycare. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not going to say that they don't belong in the majors. Uh, I'm going to say they still have a learning curve. Now they produced. It's amazing how the complexion of this team changed soon as they changed managers. And we're applauding all these young guys that are sticking in the lineup for coming up with key hits and carrying their weight as well. Now they're not. Okay. But the bigger onus is on the big name players who are not carrying the weight. If that middle of that lineup, if you got Real Muto and Castellanos hitting the baseball, we're not talking about the guys at the bottom of the lineup not getting hits right now because they were getting those hits two and three weeks ago consistently. We were sitting here amazed at the young guys who were coming through at the bottom end of the lineup, coming up with clutch hits for this team yeah. to get them over the hump. So, so what's I, stopping? What, hap- what happened? Uh, that's, Barry, that's baseball, man. You know what? It's baseball. You know, I don't care how good you are, unless you're the Yankees. An off night is a good night for the Yankees because that team's just loaded, period. Yeah, that Judge, team's is, loaded. Judge is out of oh his mind. Aaron <laughs> Judge, oh, my goodness. Oh, you put Every Aaron. Night. Paul Bunyan, man. Oh, put, he put, is. Put Aaron Judge in a, in, in a cleaner spot in this Phillies lineup. We're talking about the Phillies being 15 games over 500. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's been remarkable. Now, yes. now, I, now, I don't – as good as Bryce Harper is, Bryce Harper is not Aaron Judge. But Bryce Harper makes a difference in this lineup, okay? But you can still win. You have to find a way to win. You're playing You're playing Atlanta right now, and they've taken it to you two games in a row. You're going to have the Cardinals coming up twice in a span of uh, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, you say you say Washington is a week – I think the biggest series of, uh, to watch is uh, it, you know between the Atlanta, the Cardinals, Toronto – Washington. Now, Washington is down and out. Don't let this current slump carry over into that Washington. Because I saw Washington yes. take yes. Milwaukee three out of four games. Yes. yes. Washington rolls up and, and hit the crap out of Milwaukee's pitching. And Milwaukee yes. has a decent pitching staff. Well, okay? Listen, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not arguing that. I mean, so look, be careful. You need everyone you can get at this point. It doesn't matter who you're playing. And they did a good job taking four out of five from last week. But, or yes. Whatever. Two weeks ago, but you got you got to yeah, absolutely. And if you remember, there were a couple of those games in the Washington series. Washington could have won that game. Well, so here's the question I have for you guys: that their 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 payrolls, whatever it is, two hundred thirty million. It's over the luxury tax. They went they went all in to try and win this year. Clearly, when you're you know going through that center field cavalcade of guys, and you're seeing so many players who were overmatched, it's looking like they need to make a trade. If I'm Dave Dombrowski and you got a month left now, a month and a day until the trade deadline, if you've already committed this much or this pot committed to this team, do you go all in? Do you wait three and a half weeks to see where you are? And if you're not doing well, you know, you, you don't make a move if, with the hope that, you know, with Harper being out, you know, you, what do you do here? Barry? Well, I mean, see, I, I, Rob, that's tough because, I mean, in order for you to do anything, you would have to trade a key piece, like maybe a Reese Hawkins, Hoskins or something like that. You know, one of your young yeah, You bats. can't weaken that lineup anymore so offensively. where else yeah. could you go? We then you have, to, then you have to dip into the minors where you're not, you know, the last thing you want to do is, is trade away some stud, who guy's going to be a stud pitcher, but it's it, that's where the, the rub comes in here. It's tough. Mm-mm. We just heard Jim Salisbury say they want to protect certain young players, especially at the single A level. As they should. If, if that is the case, I'm not giving up because let's see, let's face it, the Phillies Phillies minor league system is not that strong to begin with. And if you have a couple of arms who are ready to come up here in another two years, two to three years, especially if you find out in two to three years that what you tried with this particular lineup and exceeding the cap, 
it didn't work and you're going to have to rebuild it all over again. Well, guess what? You're going to have to rely on some of these young guys to come up. If you deplete your minor league system, where are you going to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, the only thing you to get back to what you were talking about, are you all in on making a trade? The only area I would make a trade right now, and I don't know if you can, is this pitching, you know, because I think Texas and the Braves have shown us if you have the right pitching, you can be in a lot of ball games. Yeah. You can you can neutralize a power hitting team if you have the right collection of pitching. And I do think with the way the starting pitching has come around for this team, and even the bullpen at times, if you can get one more arm out of that bullpen, it can help stabilize the back end of the of the Phillies. Uh, pitching staff for you down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, look, and you're in a you're in a tough spot here because you don't know about Eflin. You don't know what his you know no. what his future lies no. here no. with that knee, and, and he's had so many issues with it. So yeah, it, it's a it's a tricky it, man. It's a tricky dance for Dave Dombrowski here for over the next month. Uh, yeah. You know what you end up doing. No All question right, well, about it. Let's uh, let let's finish the Eagles stuff off because that was that was we we're having some fun with that with the arrow up arrow down. <clears> we didn't get to everything, so I, I want to finish it off here. Uh, Isaac Sayamalo, Barrett. I'll start with you. Your wheelhouse, offensive line. He's a guy who is, you know, could could be have some competition for his gig uh, over at that spot. What, what do you think ends up happening there with him? Is he, is he going up, going down this season? I, I think he's going up. Before he got hurt last year, we were talking about him in a, in the conversation of being a Pro Bowl caliber left guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that he is the better of the of the of the guys in the roster right now. Um, I think um, he even out edges uh, Dickerson as far as his production um, at the guard position. I think he is a little better than Dickerson. Dickerson has a lot of learning to do, and he has a lot of um, he has a lot of football to play before he's going to reach up and be right there with with uh, with Sayamalo. Sayamalo's a good player, and, and you know he's an unheralded player. You don't hear his name. That's the that's really the the level of how you have to to uh, to gauge an offensive lineman. When you don't hear his name, and f- consistently for the past three years, you haven't heard Sayamalo's name at all because he's consistent. He goes and does his job. Mm-hmm. He makes things happen, man. And, and and you know, usually when you hear an offensive tackle or an offensive guard's name or center, you hear it because they're doing something wrong. You rarely get praise from those guys up front because nobody really watches those guys. Well, I've been watching the offensive line. I see how good he is, and I see his strengths. He's a really good inline blocker. He blocks zone well. He um his pass rushing is pretty good also. So they're not going to miss a beat. And this is why I say that they are the best line in in uh in, in in football right now because their guards are strong up front. They have the best center in the league and and the two best tackles in the league. So you know when you have the best two best tackles and the best center in the league, if you could just get your guards to play just okay. And these two will play at a high level. Mm-hmm. You basically have a, you know, you basically just sign up their whole line, man, uh, to the Pro Bowl. How about you, Derek? Up or down for Isaac? It's got to be up because, uh, you know, you always talk about how one man's injury is another man's opportunity. Well, he gets injured, and all of a sudden, Landon Dickerson finds his spot at that left guard position. So now you're going to move Isaac Sayamalo over to the right side, and he's got some people knocking at his door. So I think that's enough motivation for him to play at the level that we think he's capable of playing at, which was that Pro Bowl level we were just talking about a season ago. You know, Isaac knows if he wants to be here, he's going to have to uh, shine, shine in a big way. You got two Pro Bowlers playing on either side of you. So even if you make a mistake, you got guys who can cover for you. But the film will show these deficiencies eventually. 
So you want to make sure you're held accountable for playing in between two pro bowlers on that right side. So I think Isaac Sayamalo is motivated enough to know that if he screws up, you got a rookie sitting there waiting for you. You got a Peta sitting there waiting to take your job from you. So you're going to have to rise to the challenge. And I think Jeff Stoutland will get the best out of Sayamalo this season. I think he's a really good player. I think I he's an too. underrated player. I, do I don't too. think he gets yeah. enough love. We're always looking to replace him for some reason, uh, and I don't quite know why. And I, I know it's he, not a it's not yeah, a glamour yeah. position guard. It's right. I, and I get that. Like he's nobody's going to be. You don't see a lot of Samalo jerseys in the, in the stands. I understand that, but I think the guy is a really solid player. I think I think he's a better player than Big V, and Big V parlayed his career moving on to make a fifty thousand fifty million dollar contract somewhere da, else. It's great, right, baby. So yep. I, and, and I think he's a much better player, much more fundamentally sound player than uh, Big B was. So okay. the the talent is there. Now you just have to do it. Let's go. Uh, let's go. De- let's let's go defense here uh, for a minute. Uh, let's talk about Anthony Harris at the safety spot. Uh, I'll tell you first off. I I think down. I'm not a big fan. Um, I didn't think he had a good year last year. I think he's here almost by default, if you will. That's um, boy. But Rich Gannon, yeah, I'm Rich. Jonathan Gannon likes him. I yep. know that. Um, I'm, a, I'm an arrow down guy. I'm just not a big fan, period. Uh, that would have applied to last year. It would have applied to this year. Where are you at, Barrett? Uh, I, I'm going to go with the same route. I think it's the arrow down. In fact, I told you guys before that I thought Marcus Epps uh, was the better of the two, mm-hmm. you know, as we were going forward. You know, and I thought that um, what Marcus showed me, gave me enough to say, all right, you know, we can play him at that deep safety. We can play him in the box. Uh, I think Harris is, I don't mean, he's, he's a guy. Uh, and that's what I think of. He's just a guy. Not saying the guy is bad. Not saying the guy is good. Um, I just didn't think he had the coverage skills to, to, to be in the box or to, to handle one-on-one um, type of situations where he had to cover. Um, I didn't see him as aggressive enough to be in the box to come downhill and make, you know, tackles downhill. I didn't see that. Yeah. I didn't see the aggressive nature with that. Um, I just didn't see him as – I just see him as a guy. You know, he, he's not going to blow you off the screen. He might he might be like – if you you could almost make the same description of what I just said. For, I just say, Molly, if you don't hear his name, that means he's having a great game. Well, I was hearing Harris' name, but it was in bad situations where he was either getting beat or came down and missed the tackle or something like that. So I just didn't think he played consistently enough to be a starter there. But hey, what do I know? You know what I'm saying? I'm just an offensive lineman. I, hey, I listen, I, I, I think you make a lot of good points. How, how about you, Derek? Um, I, I think Harris is on a hot seat. Um, um, he, he, he's, uh, you can't have, you can't have premier players at every position, but obviously they brought him back for a reason. Obviously they feel he's serviceable uh, for what he does. Um, but I do think um, if he doesn't hold up his end, he could be out of this soon. You have Epps, you have Tart now. So I do think Harris Harris is on a hot seat. Um, I'm not going to say a short leash, short leash, but I will say the leash could tighten around him real quick if he doesn't produce early on, and they're going to give Epps more run. I think Harris is the lead right now along with Tart, but I do believe also that there, as Barrett has talked about time and time again, uh, I'm not sold on Epps just yet. I still need to see a lot more, but I do think this organization um, thinks the kid has a lot of promise, and I do think they want to get him on the field sooner rather than later, which means if Mr. Harris doesn't hold up his end of the deal, then they're going to give that to Epps. It'll be Epps and Tart on the back end. 
Okay. All right. Last one uh, for time purposes. And we have Brian Westbrook coming up at the top of the hour. Just a programming reminder here. Brandon Graham, you know, what's not the love about the guy? But I'm talking about just from a production standpoint at 34 years old, coming off an Achilles, um, at, at, you know, at a defensive line that's going to have certainly more weapons across the board. Um, are, are we are we believing that, that Brandon, the needle is headed up or down D-gun? Uh, um, when you're 34 coming off a major injury like that, um, that, that's, uh, that's a day-to-day thing, man. Cause I've seen too many players, especially when you hit 30, 31, 32, come off an injury like that. And all of a sudden he's re-injured again, or because they've favored one so much, the other one blows out next, um, a, a year later. Yeah. You know how I feel about Brandon Graham, um, as a person and as a player, but to use, but to use the advantage of Mr. Ellis, I'm going to say the needle's pointing sideways <laughs> at, at, at Mr. Graham. I'm not going to say up. I'm not going to say down. Okay. Brandon Graham desperately wants to get double digit in sacks before his career is all said and done. He came close. What was it? Uh, two years ago, three he years came ago. close three, three years ago. And then all of a sudden, the last five, six games, the sack total just stagnated and he didn't come close to it. Um I know he wants it desperately. I don't think in this scheme with this personnel, this plethora of personnel and talent they have on the D-line will allow him to get double-digit sacks, but I do think he can be very effective in this defensive scheme and obviously getting younger players in. And as Brandon told us not too long ago, if I play less snaps and we win, I don't care one iota. You know, I just think he's going to be a great contributor on this defense. I'm going to say the needle sideways on him. All right. And, and his career high is nine and a half. Yes, nine and a half. Yeah. yeah. That was three years ago, right? Uh, yeah. 17. Yep. yep. Uh, how about you, Barry? Um, I'm going to have to say the same thing. I'm not, uh, I, I can't say it's going to be down because I've seen how hard he's worked. I know how hard of a, of, of a, um, of a work ethic he has. He's going to work his butt off to get to back at least to what he was before he left if not in better shape because he realizes, you know, this is a make it or break a year for him. This is the last year on this deal. So it's going to be one of those, you know, you got to, you got to pay the cost to be the boss. And with this, the scheme they run, the schematics of how he's going to be used, he's not going to get a lot of opportunities um, to, to, to go out there and, and, and impose his will on people. So he has to take advantage of every opportunity he does get. So I'm going to say it's, it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be status quo for me. You know, he's, he's, he's going to say right there in the middle until he sees, you know, how he's going to, so I see how he's going to be used. Number one, how many reps he's going to get number two. And um, you know, how will they really implement his skill set? You know, he's not just a guy that you can put out there and, 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 and you know, for, you can't just put him out there and think that he's not going to make some things happen. Can he yeah. fit within the scheme work of what they're trying to do? That's what I want to see. I think mm-hmm. his arrow is going to go up. I think he's going to be helped by having help by, ha- by, by having, by them being able to throw fastballs and, and rotating in and out. I think he's going to have a really mm-hmm. good year. I really do. I'm not just saying that because we all like him. Of course we all like him, but I do feel like he's going to have a good year. So I'll, I'll, I will go arrow up on Brandon Graham. All right, let's step mm-hmm. aside guys. We'll come back. Brian Westbrook. Can't wait to talk to B West. He will join us when we get back. Don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis.
Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Rob Ellis, Derek Dunn, Barrett Brooks. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We'll be joined in a couple minutes by Brian Westbrook, former Eagle guy. So um, during the break, I'm looking at uh, at B West's stats, right? Of course, we all know, you know, was was underdrafted, I guess is the word that people use, uh, you know, for times coming out of Villanova, maybe to get the respect that he deserved because he put up insane numbers at Villanova, but it wasn't the Division One level. Um, you know, you forget – uh, maybe you don't. I mean, but, but just what an all-around threat this guy was. I'm, I was looking at his 05 and 06 seasons. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. so he he rushes uh, – actually, 06, 07. Rushes for 1,200 yards, 1,300 yards. Uh, catches basically 700 yards and 700 yards in both of those two seasons. Essentially, he's like a 2,000-yard all-around uh, all guy in those two seasons. And he was just, I thought utilized perfectly in Andy Reid's system screens, you know, the, the, the space kind of plays other big red utilized him to, to perfection when he was in his prime. Well, you know, he, he's, he's one of those versatile guys. You look at him and he almost looks too small until you look at how stocky he is, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and, and that's what made him such a weapon because he was hard to bring down. It was hard to, as one of the, you know, one of the, best assets that he had is his ability to keep from getting hit low know? center and, of gravity yeah you know he, he would yeah. he would he, you never got a, a solid shot on him that's why his career was 
the way it was. You never got a real solid shot on. He reminds me of West Russell Westbrook. Reminds me of that too. I think those, those guys <laughs> both have that trait. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you never, as much as they put themselves in harm's way, sometimes you felt like the defense never got a clean one on him, man. Yep, yep, yep. And that's the way he played, man. You know, and he was explosive. He was fast, faster than what people thought, man. He was quick, was fast, but his hands just made him such a weapon because you had to really, you had to, you had to allocate real coverage people to handle him out of the backfield. You couldn't just have just a regular linebacker or a regular safety against him. You had to have somebody out there that could literally cover um, a wide receiver in order to stop him. Yeah, he was an account for guy. Like, you know, opposing defensive coordinators, man, how are we handling Westbrook this week? He was that guy, uh, that's for sure. So we'll be talking with him in a little bit. I guess while we're waiting for for Brian to get up here, by the way, one of the things we're going to do tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to, uh, we're going to go – Basically, toughest to weakest in each conference as far as divisions go. Okay, tomorrow. Well, just a little little taste of what we're going to be – one of the things we're going to be doing tomorrow, uh, you know, with our show. Obviously, in addition to that, uh, a lot of discussion uh, tomorrow, you know, regarding the the NBA uh, free agency and what happens there. Phillies finish up their, their series with the Braves as well. Uh, so we'll have a lot. And we may have a very special guest tomorrow. Right, guys. So I don't know if we can confirm that, but we may have a yep. very special guest tomorrow yep. that you will want to you want to stick around for. Great, so the want. great story in terms of what he's been doing since he retired as a professional athlete. Great yeah. story. Yeah. Well, uh, when we get word of that, we'll put it out. You know, if, if it's not before the end of the show via social media uh, as well. So, uh, well, yeah. Be, so- be, uh, Westbrook, um, he's uh, he's wrapping up in his camp. Uh, he said, "Give him ten minutes." He says, "215 works." I said, "Yes, sir." So okay. he'll see us the 215. Ah, perfect. Yeah. So we'll yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he has a camp out there, you know, helping kids. You know, it's it's it's, a, it's more so a camp of um, you know, just people believing in 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 him and and believing in you know themselves. You know, as far as you know, even in the classroom, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a really good camp for kids. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good for him. Giving back. Um. All right, well, while we're at it, then we might as well finish up the arrow up and down. We didn't get to all of them, so that's good. How about Lane Johnson? Lane Johnson, who is, uh, you know, had had to step away from the game a little bit last year to to work on some things, came back and had a monster year once he got back. Um, But, you know, you tend to forget that he was – he missed some, you know, time early in the season last year. Comes back. I think he's still an arrow up guy, uh, guys. I really do, and I think he's – he is he's such a hard worker in the offseason. Really, for me, if it comes down to that ankle holding up, he's absolutely an arrow up guy. Where do you guys where do you guys he um is, things with Lane? Of course, you know his arrow from he's always gonna be up, you know what I'm saying, for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But more and more dominant tackles in the league, just put it like that. Has had a hell of a career. Um, yeah. you know, a crazy story considering Guy was a, was a quarterback and just kept outgrowing the position. Became a tight end, kept outgrowing the position, became an offensive lineman. It's it's really hard to hard to fathom that guy was a quarterback at one point. It's, it's right. Biggest, <laughs> it's. <laughs> How about you, Derek? Uh, definitely up. I just saw the other day this man in his barn, which he converted into an an incredible weight room, bench pressing five hundred fifty pounds. I'm like, Shh. all right, and and you know you look you look at Lane, and, and I and I know Lane personally. He looks like just a big old country boy, just happy with life, just just you know. And he has he's had to overcome a lot of different things, but when he puts on that helmet and those pads, that man is a beast. He didn't give up a sack last year when you think right. about it. Okay, right. and when you look at some of the quality DNs you have to play week in and week out, he didn't give up one sack. 
mm. in 2021. Um, and he takes a lot of pride in his game. You know, nobody works harder, any harder than he does. Um, there's no question it, it's up. I think Lane Johnson, if he's out there for the whole season, if he stays healthy, he will be a pro. He will be playing at a Pro Bowl level in, in 2022. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a firm believer in Lane. And I, yeah, Derek, that's that shouldn't uh, just be you know glossed over the fact he didn't give a sack up last year. That's pretty and, and, remarkable, yeah, bro. And, that's and, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and Rob, not to not to cut you off, but uh, I just confirmed that tomorrow we will have the Axe Man. Jeremiah Trotter will join us at 1.30 tomorrow. Yeah, baby. All and right. What a great story about what he's been doing in the Dominican Republic since he's retired. Uh, and who better to give us a perspective on a linebacking situation than who was probably one of the best downhill linebackers to play the game in his heyday. I can't wait to hear his take on the Kobe Dean, man. I can't oh wait to hear what he has to say about that. And by yeah. the way, too, his boys are studs. Uh, yeah. Jeremiah is at Clemson, Clemson and, yeah. and Josiah's got one more year uh, at at St. Joe's Prep. He'll be at West Virginia the following year. So he's yeah. got two two little beasts there. For yeah, for, man, uh, I can't wait, man, for the NFL. I mean, uh, the college football season to start because you know I do a lot of I do a lot of Big Twelve games. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, yeah this youngest son, Trot's youngest son. Um, I did a couple of West Virginia games last year. Yeah, it's gonna remember, be fun. So, gonna be yeah. fun. I, I, I used to do Trot and I used to do radio together, and we, he would. I'd bring my son in. He'd bring this was he'd bring Jeremiah in. He wouldn't. Well, I don't think it was Josiah, but they would they would hang out and play together. And he'd show me videos of this kid when he was like seven, just mauling people, man. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, this dude. Bro. I, I mean, I am not kidding you. Like the kid was like a man against boys. Like it was insane. Well, hold on. This. It was crazy because you know that he he lived in this area, so they the kids played at GVS, um, that's you know Voorhees. Yeah, and um, I can remember going to practice or going to games and watching. And his youngest son shouldn't have been playing on the team because he was too young. Right. But he and his brother were so competitive that you know you couldn't keep one away from the other on the same field. Yeah. So his brother's playing up so he could play with his brother, and both of those guys sitting there at linebacker, and I can remember. There were literally times where they couldn't, they yeah. couldn't, uh, they couldn't run the scheme. They couldn't run their their offense because those two were making every single play. Well, and think they, about it. They were big, athletic, and they also knew they had such great football instincts from Trot. Yeah, they knew where where every play was going. Like they 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 were just their football mm -hmm. IQ was off the charts. Bro, on top it, of everything else. They would go line up in it. They would go line up like take tones lining up in the a gap. Like if he, they knew a play was going one way. The guy to that side would go line up in the A gap and shoot the gap, and it got to a point like it wasn't fair. Like the, the township was almost like, "Hey, could, could you, you know, let those guys play back a little bit?" You know, it, it was that bad. Oh, it was that mm -hmm. bad. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk to Trot about that, and and uh, Derek, like you said, what he's doing, and there's so many things to get into, man. With, with he, 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 he used to tell me when I used to go up there, he used to tell me, "B Brooks, they cheat, man. Why they cheating on my sons?" I was like, Trot, what are you talking about? They can't run a play, man. Other kids need to get the experience, man. Your sons are out there wreaking havoc. What are you talking about, man? Yeah. <laughs> you know well, man? he would he would always so he'd give me his phone, and be like, check out this Joker, as what he would say about his son. Yep, and yep, I'm, yep, yep. I'm looking at the phone. I'm like, oh my god, dude! And he was a running back too back then. And right. He's killing kids. I mean, it was it was crazy. Anyway, so that's like his dad, man. I mean, just I'll tell you yeah. a story, and he'll tell you the story too, man. Trot, when he first got to camp, when he first got there as a freshman, I mean, a rookie. He didn't know the defense or anything, so we'd be on nine on seven. 
and he would pick one guy on the offensive line and just punish that guy all day, <laughs> all day. He just like I remember one Ian Beckles, man. He man he he was hitting Ian Beckles so hard. Ian Beckles just 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 took his helmet off and went and sat down on the sideline. Man, I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing any more nine on sevens. Well, that day came when it was my turn. Oh boy, bro, I made some business decision <laughs> your hamstring <laughs> your hamstring started to hurt that day i gotta sit out Bro, coach you know, oh look yeah. i had to double team to go to the backer yeah. <laughs> and instead of me going off on a double team i stayed locked in on the three technique <laughs> <laughs> so, so ray rose said run it again i said what <laughs> what we know what the play is yeah. Run it again. Hey, Cole, we don't need to run that play again. I know I got to go fly this now. We got it now. Okay, we got it. Run it again. Oh, my Bro, God. That's I, awesome. I, I hit love the double it. team, ran up on him, and he just lit. I mean, he just, boom. He just, and I just did like this. Yeah. And, and, was, and hugged yeah. him, and uh-huh. went straight back. Uh-huh. Boom. He said, run it again. Oh. Not today, Coach. <laughs> We didn't run it was, today. <laughs> and he was like, you see now the linebackers sometimes can tend to be a little bit lighter than what yeah. they were, you know, because there's a lot more coverage. Yeah. All yeah. And every bit of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was a gigantic. It's yeah. It's crazy, man. He's listed at six, one, two sixty two, but yeah. probably played even, even bigger than that. No question. Now, usually you, you're 10 pounds heavier than what the, what it says. He's every bit of he was every bit of 265, 270. Man, yeah. Coming downhill. Now, he wouldn't cover, he couldn't cover anybody no, now. No. You know, he, he would, couldn't he cover would punish you in the run game. Yeah, he couldn't cover. He was cold. You know what I'm saying? But hey, yeah. You know, other than that, bro, he was gonna oh my goodness. It was times, man. He, you know, I was like, man, look, coach say run it again. I'm not running that play again. <laughs> you know what I'm awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna go sit down over here for a little bit. You yeah, know what Steve, I'm Stephen F. Austin, he is where Trot came yeah. out of. Yeah, out of Texas. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So we'll, he'll he'll join us tomorrow at one thirty. So program reminder for that. Again, we'll have B West Brian Westbrook in about three four minutes. He's just wrapping up his uh, his camp. All right. Let me throw let me throw one more at you guys since we've been doing the arrow up arrow down. James Bradbury, up or down? I'm hoping up. Free agent um, from the Giants, cornerback. He'll start alongside Darius Slay. Uh, one of those guys, one year deal, a lot to prove. And, and we, you know, the reason why guys, and it's gone through the league, that if you come in and prove yourself, Howie Roseman takes care of these guys. I mean, he's done everything. Mm-hmm. Tim Jernigan, Alshon Jeffrey. If you come in and prove and, and, and you're everything that you said you were going to be and they brought you in to be, they'll sign you to a lucrative contract. So all these guys are taking Howie at his word, and they're signing here because of Howie. You know what I'm saying? They're signing here because they know if they play up to expectations that he's going to sign up to a lucrative deal. So a lot of these guys are going to be playing, trying to get that money, man, and and, and he's one of them. You know, he said he's pissed off because he was one of the elite cornerbacks. In fact, he was the number one cornerback um, that, you know, this year when he became a free agent. Well – He's got a lot to prove, man. And 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 plus, you know, playing alongside of 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 you know a big play slay, you know, iron sharpens iron. You know, yep. big play slays love to talk. And they're gonna be, you know, they're not gonna want to go to big play slay. They're gonna try to go to the other side, and that's nobody to slouch up over there. So as a as an offensive coordinator, pick your poison. Who you want to throw it? You wanna throw it Slay, who had what four or five turnovers last year, interceptions. Or you want to go to Bradbury, who was potentially going to be one of the better corners in the league, had a down year because he was on a terrible team. 
now he's on a I I think it's a good team now. I mean, this this is uh this is his 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 proven ground. You know, he's gonna get tested early so until he stops the bleeding. And once he shows that he's that guy, then they, you know, you, you gotta pick your poison after that. But he'll be tested first out of the gate. D gun. Wasn't that long ago that he was mentioned in the same breath as one of the best cover corners in the game. And he got caught up in a money situation with the Giants. You know, the Giants didn't want to pay him because they're moving in a different direction. So here's a guy on a one-year contract who's used to getting lucrative deals. Now he's playing on a one-year contract, and he still feels he has a lot to play for, and there's a lot more money out there for him to get. And he wants to prove that, yes, he is that guy who was talked about as one of the best corners in the game not that long ago. So I think the arrow's pointing up for him. He's in a scheme now where I think the front seven, if it's played properly, can take a lot of pressure off the corners. I think the corners, him and Slay, uh, will be allowed to play more man-to-man coverage now in this in Jonathan Gannon's scheme in this year. Um, and so I think James Bradbury is a perfect complement to Darius Slay on that opposite side. If they can stay healthy, I think they can be arguably one of the top two or three cornerback tandems in the National Football League. All right, look who we have. The man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Brian Westbrook, B. West. You see that jersey hanging up behind him, man. What's up, Brian? Can you guys see? What's up, fellas? My big yeah. old head is in the way, so you probably can't see it. <laughs> I agree with the big old head part. Hey, you're, you, we, got, we got three giant heads here, man, so don't sweat it, all right? Let me show y'all my Villanova helmet right here. Yeah. There you go. I, I know we there you go. That. Yeah. I know we were getting to that. Let me tell you, <laughs> one of, if not the greatest uh, non-first-round picks in Eagles history is, no is Brian Westbrook. Out of Nova. B. West, walk me through this for a minute. When you're at the Matha, right, you're, I know you were a two-sport star, hoops and, and football. There was a knee injury, or else you might not have ended up at Villanova, right? You you probably would end up at a at a, at a big time, whatever we call big one, big time D one, right? Yeah. So you know, really, my freshman year, I played on the freshman team, and for whatever reason, I didn't get any playing time, like zero plays. Like, I mean, it's it's hard to imagine that you can't play on special teams, offense or defense, not one play all season. <laughs> but I was able to accomplish that my freshman year. <laughs> And I thought I was good. So that, that just tells you how good the math is as far as the talent-wise. But my sophomore year, I got more, much more opportunities. My junior year, I was just being recruited by every school in the country. You know, every mm. big football program, most of them wanted me to play cornerback. They just saw me as an athlete, probably not a running back. And then that summer of my junior year, going into my senior year, I tore my ACL. Mm. I stepped in the mm. groundhog hole, tore my ACL. And in 1996 – that was a year-long injury. Right. So when teams hear that you tore your ACL, they're like, hey, I don't want him. I, I, can't, I can't afford to give a scholarship to a kid that won't be able to play for a year. Um, and so you know, I, I, most of those schools said no. And so really they were, came down to three schools, uh, University of Maryland, who was not very good, um, University of Richmond, and I had a couple of my buddies go there and play running back at mm-hmm. Richmond that went to DeMatha with me and Villanova University. And kind of as the story goes, Villanova came and saw me play basketball, and the coach, Stan Drayton, who's now the, the head coach at Temple, Temple. Yeah. he said, listen, man, we want you to come. You know, he came, kept coming to the games, kept coming to the games, and Morgan Wooten pulls me into his office. He said, listen, um, Villanova's here. I'm, I'm 100% sure they're going to offer you a scholarship. Now, this is during basketball season, right before a basketball game. So in my mind, being a Big East kid watching Iverson, watching Patrick Ewan and Alonzo Mourning, I'm thinking 
Big East basketball doesn't get any bigger than that. And this is crazy. They want the whole time I'm, I'm I'm excited, jumping for joy. My coach is looking at me like, what, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, coach, we still, aren't you happy? He was like, no, no, they don't, of course, of course they don't want you to play basketball. They want you to play football. And I'm like, I didn't, at the time, I didn't even know Villanova had a football program, to be honest. It was, it was a, uh, it was a good shot. And, and listen, when I look into it, when you look at Villanova as a school, it's obviously a great school, great yeah. uh, business program, which I was in. But more importantly than that, it has a great network of people, and that's what you know I, I'm seeing now. The network of people just in and around Villanova has been awesome. I mean, over the last 20 years, I've just continued to reap the benefits of that decision. So it's been, it was a good decision. Ended up, ended up being a good decision. <laughs> I, hey, never, I never knew yeah. the basketball I never heard this part story. of that, man. Right. That's hey, awesome. Hey, That's B. West, awesome. in a perfect world, had you not blown out your knee, what college would you have picked? When you had, when you look back at all those scholarship offers you had, you know, every, every kid who wants to play football for a college says, you know what, this was my dream school to play for. Who would you have picked? You know, that was back in the day when Florida State, Florida yep. was just awesome. Yep. Yep. And Ward Dunn had just left Florida yep. State. Similar yep. size, kind yeah. of quickness type of thing. And so in my mind, and obviously yeah. Ward Dunn is a different speed level, right? I mean, he's just yeah. super fast. Um, in my mind, I, I was a great candidate to go to Florida State and play, be the, the next running back there. So I, 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 that's probably where I wanted to go. Obviously, they were one of the best schools in the country at the time, probably paying their players the most. In the country, <laughs> uh, Villanova doesn't pay, but just yeah. so you know, we get that clear. Um, but yes, I, I probably would have at least try to get to Florida State. Well, Brian, Brian before the, just stay on Villanova for one second. Jay Wright uh, stepped away, as, as we all know, and I know how tight you are with Jay and, and the program. What, what are your thoughts on on the way that shook out for Jay? Great career. Um, you know, Jay Wright came in. I want to say my junior or senior year of Villanova, probably my junior year of Villanova. So to be at one school. And have the type of success that he had um, for 20 plus years. I mean, that's just amazing in and of itself. Um, and, and, and I, I didn't even know this. And I, when I was with Jay a couple of months ago, he reminded. He said, "Listen, there was a couple of years in the early 2000s yep. when it was either win or you're out of here type of thing for mm -hmm. Jay Wright. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if that happens, then you don't have 2016, 2018 for the championship. Um, but what Jay has meant to the program has been something special." You, you know, Jay, let me say say this. Villanova's a special place, right? Mm -hmm. you, you're not going to get the the the, the one-and-done guys. You're going to get the guys that may be at McDonald's All-Americans, but they're kind of on the lower end of McDonald's All-Americans. Mm -hmm. But those are guys going to go to school for three or four years. And this past season was Jay Wright's best coaching job. And I'm talking about better than the national – both of the national championship teams. He was less talented this year than he was in either one of those years. And somehow he coached his way back into the final four. He got fifth and sixth year guys playing against lottery picks to be able to win games by guards that are six one, six two, backing guys down to the back, pump faking, yeah. using their fundamental up and I mean, that's coaching. That's six seven guys seven. that have been in the yep. system for so long have figured out how to play together. That that I mean, listen, I I, I appreciate all that Colin Gillespie did, player of the year, all this different stuff, but there were so many more athletic teams out there than what Villanova put on the floor this year and they still made it to the final floor for it. And, and that's that's all Jay Wright. That's his ability to get the best out of his players. And what he means to that program is this. 
when you drive past Villanova now, you see the buildings, you see the new this, the new that, the new Fennerin Center, the new – that's because of Jay Wright. That's because of his impact in those winning those winning years that he was able to win. Um, and, and that's why they're also keeping him very close to the program. And so I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just happy that he's staying close uh, to the program. Obviously, his impact is, has been huge at Villanova. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, man. You know, you, I'm sure you've heard from, you know, what Miles Sanders said about, you know, all these All-Americans, you know, um, on the squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you see anything wrong with him being that confident in the guys around him? Or, you know, should he have been quiet? Because you know, it's, it's not exactly like a Vince Young statement. But it's almost at that Vince Young level, you know. What do you what do you think about that? Especially with well, Miles Sanders being a young guy. Yeah, he's a young guy. I mean, I, I like to me, it, trash talk, kind of bragging, never bothered me at all. Listen, as long as you're working to back it up, that team with Vince Young is not as talented as this team. To be truth be told, so it never really bothered me. Now, the one thing I know about Miles Sanders now is this: he got to stay healthy. He hasn't produced to the level that I think his talent it should be at. I don't know. But, I also believe that he works his butt off. And so as he's out there grinding to get better every year, if you want to say a little bit, I'm cool with that. But now you got to go back it up. So if that's how you your 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 method to your madness have to back it up, put pressure on yourself and on the team. I'm cool with that. That I mean if that Miles wants to do that, I'm cool with it. It doesn't necessarily bother me probably as much as it bothers other people, but I'm also a guy like listen, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we're successful. I'm going to do my job. And now if everybody else feels the same way, then collectively we're going to be better. We're going to be a much better football team. And I think that's what he was getting at. Okay, B, let's stay with, let's stay with Miles for a minute because this is your wheelhouse and you had to go through this a few times in your career. This is a money year for him, okay? Now, obviously, he's thinking that I've got to prove doubters wrong who claim I'm not durable. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how running backs are perceived in the National Football League right now. They're a dime a dozen. They're not the big money players that they once were years ago. What should his mindset be every day he steps on that field, whether it's practice or a game, to sh- to prove people wrong but not step out of the concept of what they're trying to achieve as a team? Because it's very easy to start thinking about, I'm playing for me, and stepping out of the concept of playing in a, for the team and trying to help a team win. You, you guys are probably going to hate this answer because it's so basic. And But I, I truly believe it. As a player, there was a point in my career where, of course, the big focus was my team, but also the smaller everyday focus was how good can Brian Westbrook be? Mm-hmm. How can I push myself to the point where I'm exhausted every single day and I also knew that if I exhaust myself on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday becomes easy. Mm-hmm. And as a player, you get that starting role. That Some guys, they start to coast a little bit. Okay, I got, I'm the starter, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And Miles has to – and I don't doubt that he is, but he has to push himself to exertion every single day so that the games become easy. The other part about that, and again, I don't doubt him saying I'm injured, too injured to play. But there's a point in everyone's career – and B, you understand this, that you're about 60% and it's Sunday morning. Yeah, <laughs> right. Back in the day, now this is back in the day, they don't do this anymore. Back in the day, that's 60%, you take the shot and you, you shoot up to 90, 95. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look toward all. Yeah, that's the thing. days are over. I don't think they can do that anymore. But there's a point where you're around 60% when things just don't feel good. I remember, I don't know, I don't know if it's a playoff game or not. We were up in the Meadowlands 
and we were walking to the bus and I could I could barely even walk. I mean, I barely mm-hmm. could even walk. We were warming up and I'm just limping throughout the warmups. And the game time came out. That was the game. I caught a couple of touchdowns, ran a couple of touchdowns. It just worked out. And I don't know where the heck it came from. It just worked out. Miles has to start having some of those types of moments because mm-hmm. wow. the injuries are they're what's slowing him down a little bit. And if you're only if you're not on the field enough, and plus you're not touching the ball enough when you're on the field, it starts to make you in this at the end of the day, it's going to affect his money. So he has to start pushing through some of those injuries just a little bit. Being able to play um is going to be critical for him. Talent is there. I've seen the talent in in pieces, I've seen the talent in moments continuously showing that talent is going to be um, the deal for Miles. And if he can do that, then he'll have a special season. Bro, mm-hmm. this, 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 man, our, our chat, man, is, they, they ruthless, dog. They these just be, these people are brutal, Daz, man. Daz Deals just said, Miles, Blue Tent, Sanders. Bro, they're savages, man. It's rough. It's <laughs> rough in these savages, streets, man. Bro. It is rough in the chat streets, man. There's no how, doubt. How about Jeremiah Butler talking goofy to the media? Shut the F up and get to work. Oh, boy. <laughs> You know what? what? I I think the other thing will help Miles, and Mm. this is something he's just not good at. And I've told Miles this to his face. I've mentioned to him before. The the guys are getting paid. Just think about the guys are getting paid in the NFL. Derrick Henry, Mm -hmm. but Miles Sanders is not 6'3", 6'4", 250. Other than that, it's Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, Mm -hmm. which they do well. They expand the the field by catching the ball. Yeah. And to truly get the type of money that I think everybody wants, every running back wants eight to $16 million a year to get the money that he wants. He's going to have to develop in that passing game. And, you know, as of yet, he hasn't developed that skill enough to be effective in the passing game. If he can develop that and then use his breakaway speed a little bit more, um, you know, I think he can get paid and, hopefully stay here in Philadelphia. Brian, you, you were a very complete running back. I mean, you could catch it, you could run it, you could block. And then the blocking part, I think, is overlooked sometimes. Was that – did that come natural, or was that your great coaching at the Matha, at Nova? Like, you were that guy when you got to the Eagles, right? I mean, how did how did you develop all phases of the game? You know, I was at a point in the league where right before the transition to catching and running – running backs, right? I was with Eddie George and Jerome Bettis and, you know, Andrew and James, where those guys were getting 25 carries every game. That was the style. Now, as I go back to Villanova, they said to me, listen, we're going to hand you the ball, but we really want to throw it. So you're going to have to understand defenses. You're going to have to understand coverages. Where are the safeties at? What are the Mm. cornerbacks doing? They gave me the opportunity to go play in a slot. If I go to Florida State, if I go to one of these big schools, they're probably saying, hey, we're going to hand you the ball. We got all Americans to play out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But because I was at Villanova, that allowed me to hone some of those skills, learn some different things. And then when I got into the NFL, Andy Reid said, okay, well, here's some things we can try with you. Deuce is going to be the running back your first couple of years. Maybe we can put you in a slot. Maybe we can put you in different positions so we can use your speed and versatility. And then – he was like, well, well, we'll try you at running back, too, since, since you are a running back. We'll give you the ball every now and then. And I was able to show my skill there. And, and that's how it kind of happened for me. But, you know, those types of things, those skill sets do not happen overnight. They are not just developed by accident. Those are things just like accommodating, just like, you know, offensive line work. Those are skills that you work on daily so that and when you get in the game situation, it comes natural for you. Second I was able nature, to develop yep. that over time. 
Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I look at um, I look at this team and potential is everywhere, man. But how much can they rely on potential? You know what I'm saying? Especially with they don't they don't do as much. You know what I'm saying? I hate to be that old man, you know, get off my yard. But I don't see them working enough. I mean, they work hard when they're there. But how much time do they spend there? You know what I'm saying? Like to to to, to forego a week and not bring guys in, just at least be around, even if you don't practice hard or don't do anything, just having guys there in the building, they don't do that anymore. How do you get your bodies hardened to the, you know, the rigor mores of playing in the NFL season if you're not there enough? I mean, that might be some of the problem was going on with Miles and also a lot of guys there. Well, well, be. I mean, I'm at the point in my life that potential means nothing to me anymore. Like, yeah, right. you got potential. That's cool. Let me know when you're going to develop into what you can be, you know. And, and, and obviously, when you're talking about young kids, it's different than, than pros. But potential, give me – I need more. I need you to show me what that potential is leading to. So I need that. Um, You know, I, I was just having this conversation with Ike Reese and Brian Dawkins the other day about practice. And I remember my rookie year, we had three days. I remember Andy Reid with some of this is this again. We're talking 20 years ago. We, things are totally different now. These coaches are talking about the analytics. What did the stats say about practice versus rest? And what's better for you? We're from the old school where it was there was no rest. You get the rest in between these 50 practices that we're going to run. And so it's a little bit different now. You're dealing with different athletes now, specialized, more af- more specialized athletes. So it's totally different. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, B. I don't know. How do you – Brian Dawkins said this. If you're a boxer – then we literally just had this conversation. If you're a boxer but you never spar, right, mm. how do you get your body, your face, your chin mm-hmm. hard into a punch? If I go out there right now and get tackled by somebody, I'd probably fall over and die. Right, right. <laughs> in a long time, right? In order to get used to being tackled and to tackle somebody, you got to go tackle people. That, that, that's what you got to go do. Brian Dawkins said it like this. He said, there's a point where I got to launch my body into you to try to knock that man over. When I find that point, the only way for me to find that point is through practice. And if you don't do it in practice, then, then when do you do it? Now, my next question with him was, well, B, I remember my rookie year when you did, you found your launch angle at my head in practice. <laughs> I didn't even have the ball. I was in the third string offense. And you just launched at me. Hey, oh, don't worry about it, Wes. I was just playing. I was like, no, I, you rung my bell in practice. I wasn't even paying attention. So that, that's just the way it is for the young guys. But I, I, I was just playing. Okay. Yeah, I was just playing. Don't worry about it. I'm, yeah. I'm worried. Oh, about my goodness. It. <laughs> Things are well, different. I, I, got, I got to ask you, Brian. I mean, it's, it's required by the FCC. How good is Jalen Hurts? What do you anticipate from Hurts this year? That's the big question mark. Um, I I saw Jalen Hurts on Saturday, and, and all he was talking about was how much he's working out, what he's done. I, I don't doubt that. I think just like Miles Sanders, he's a worker. The big question is, ha- have we seen anybody take the jump in the career? And, and you guys have been around game combined over 100 years, especially D-Gun. D-Gun is, uh, is 75 years <laughs> So, um, I gotta talk bad about D Gun because he oh, always texts me. About time you got a, you got a <laughs> shot in there. Nice. Um, yeah. But, but in, in your combined time oh. watching the game, have we seen a quarterback take the jump that we actually need Jalen Hurts to take? 
I, I mean, I can't really remember that many guys that said, okay, my arm got stronger from year to year. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that many guys that said my anticipation has gotten a little better. We've seen some guys get a little mm-hmm. bit better, but Josh Allen got a lot better, but he had yeah. all the all the stuff. He had all the, the ingredients. He couldn't yeah. put them in a pan and stir them up. Yeah. And he finally figured that out, and now he's an MVP choice. Jalen Hurts lacks a little bit of arm strength. I still think he lacks, because of that arm strength, lacks some confidence in where he wants to go with the ball. I think he will work his butt off. I think his confidence of understanding defenses and the offense will be much better. Can he get the ball there? That's the big question. Um, again, I haven't seen very many people do it. I think if there was anyone that could do it because of the work ethic, it would be Jalen Hurts, though. Because I know he's going to go out there and work hard every day. The expectation is high. The talent level is high. He wouldn't have been in Oklahoma if it wasn't. I mean, Alabama and Oklahoma if it wasn't. Uh, There's a reason why he's here. I I just need him to take that jump. Because this is what we do know. The last four teams over the last 10 years, the last four teams surviving, three out of four of those teams had a really good quarterback. And our success, obviously, is going to depend on what Jalen Hurts brings to the table. If he can bring something to the table a little bit better than he did last year, then that that changes the conversation of this team. And obviously, that's why we're asking the question. Yeah, but B, I, I'm I'm of the mindset that even if he doesn't improve significantly in terms of arm strength mechanics, you can manage a game. History has shown that you can be a manager of a game, and if you have enough talent around you, you can win a lot of football games. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, beyond the arm strength, it's decision-making for him, going through the progressions, uh, reading the defense, not being like a rabbit flushed out of a bush and staying in the pocket a little bit longer and wait till one of his receivers freeze up and get him the ball instead of taking unnecessary shots. Those are the things that I want to see from a Jalen Hurts more so than can he throw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns because if he improves on those little things, the other numbers will come. Well, I, I hope that's the case because those things that you're talking about, those are things that I think you can improve on. Those are things yep. that if you see yep. enough defenses, you can say, okay, right. I know what this defense is. I mean, I, I just yep. remember, and this is from a running back's perspective, so I'm trying to put it into a quarterback's thought, but when Deuce Staley st- stayed after practice my rookie year and said, this is a cover two shell, and this is a, a cover four shell, and you got to watch the yep. safeties, a- a- after a certain amount of reps in practice yep. and in the film room, I started seeing it. And once you start seeing it, that's when the game slows down. Everybody wants the game to slow down. Once the game slows down, uh, and B, you understand, you're at a tackle position, guard position, you start seeing people moving, you already know what's happening. You got to snap this guy and go to the next guy. Exactly. That's that's generally what happens um, for quarterbacks too. Now, if he can improve in that way, then now if his anticipation in, in, improves, now maybe the arm strength isn't as big of a deal because he right. already knows where the defense is at and where right. he wants to go with the football. So in that aspect, D-Gun, if, those, if that's the, 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 the key factors, I believe he can improve in those factors. I really right, do. Right. Just over time and reps, I think he can improve, but it's going to take some time. And hopefully, to your earlier point, hopefully the coach keeps the dog on practices on so they have enough time to improve. <laughs> I'll tell you this, and I said this last year. Um, why isn't our quarterback that hasn't really been a true starter in the NFL, why isn't he having preseason reps? Because to me, th- those reps matter. Yeah, they do. And why aren't you doing it in practice as well as in preseason games? To me, I, I, I'm still at a loss for that. It's a different time and place. They do this kind of the, the, the practices where you go back and forth with the other team. 
but there's nothing like putting it on the game uniform, walking out on the game field, and getting real game reps. Well, you know why? Because of the injuries have, have increased so significantly over the last five years. You see more and more teams that are holding their starters out for whole preseason now. Yeah. And there's a part of me that doesn't blame them for doing that, but for teams that are trying to build. You know, see, when you're a team like Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, you already know what you're getting. You don't need your frontline players because you've got that nucleus. When you're an evolving no, team. You just said their coaches, all their coaches make their starters play at least one play. and a half okay. preseason but, games. But when you're an evolving team, and I know it's a, I know it's a crap shoot, and you're spinning that roulette wheel when you talk about injuries. When you're an evolving team like the Eagles, you need to get your episodes, those frontline players, those game reps, before you hit the ground running in a regular season. I, I believe that. But I'm old school. Um, Nick Sirianni. You I'm old. At him. You definitely old. <laughs> I looked at Nick Sirianni the other day, and I'm like, how old is this kid? Like, he's just a beautiful man. Um, I did the same thing, man. I, I'm looking at yeah. like, How is he the head coach? How did that happen, right? And so, yeah. It, it's, yeah. listen, it's a young man's game. I understand it. Different type of philosophy. That's just part of it. Well, mm. I looked at the, I looked at when I was when I was up there at camp the other day. I mean, when they when they were in camp, I looked around like I'm older than just about every coach. Coach Stout, the only guy I'm not older than, you know, yeah. in, in, yep. in there. I'm like, this is crazy. But man, you're right though. You know, that's how you become hard. That's yeah. why it usually takes four games for you to know what type of team you are. Those four games, you know, after you play in the preseason, you go into four games. That's when you gain your identity. That's why I took them into the eighth game to get the identity this year because they didn't do enough in the preseason and they had to catch mm. up all the way to the eighth game. So I, I don't know. I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm get off my lawn. That's all I'm gonna say. Get off my lawn. <laughs> well, here, here's the other thing that changed for them. If if you go through the preseason and treat it the way that old school players want you to pre treat it, maybe you see a little bit earlier in the season that Jalen Hurst is just not ready for this heavy passing offense. And maybe right. you go to the running offense a little bit sooner, and maybe that just changed how things end up in the season. I mean, I, I don't I don't know, but you end up being one of the best running teams in the league, but you started the first, I don't know, five or six games trying to throw the ball. Maybe you learned that in the preseason, like, hey, this ain't going to work. We need mm. to do something different for our quarterback. <laughs> and maybe he gains a different type of confidence, and, and that changes how the season plays itself out. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it can go a lot of different ways, but maybe perhaps that actually happens. What a great point. What a great point. Brian, before we, we get you out of here, we and we appreciate a couple minutes today, man. Yeah. I know you're a big Sixers fan, and you've watched everything unfold with Simmons and Harden's here. Apparently, he's going to do him a little favor on the front end here and allow him to make some moves. Just what are your thoughts generally kind of where they're at right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah. I love Joel Embiid. I think he's a yeah. great player. I, I mean, I don't want to argue this point, but it, this I think is just the truth. It's hard to win when you're built around the center. I, I just think in our league right now, there's no other teams that, that are having the success that we need to have that are built like that. So you got to build around guards, in my opinion. You, you're going to bring James Harden back. You still need another. You still need somebody mm -hmm. else. And I, I was just with Tyrese Maxey this weekend, too. You still need another guy. Mm -hmm. And if you can't find that guy, I think we're back to the same point that we were last year, no matter how good Harden is. Harden could be 32 a game. I still think we're a guy short if we don't mm -hmm. add another guy. Uh, yep. I, I love – the one thing that I was a, a great bright spot last season, mm -hmm. I saw Tyrese Maxey develop into a guy that started to make me think that he may be that that guy that I'm talking about. And so now they, if, if he is, they, they have to add some more some more weapons off the bench and things like that. But 
I still think they're a guy short. Um, and when you talk about some of the firepower in this league, if you don't have three, or, or unless you got somebody special, obviously Steph Curry is special. Mm-hmm. Unless you have someone extremely special, it's just hard to win and get out of that second round if, if mm-hmm. you don't have three guys that can go and do it. Hey, right. B, how's the, how's, how's the horse farm doing? The horse farm is great, man. We're headed – I'm in Brooklyn now, but we're headed now to Maryland um, this weekend to check on all the babies. It's, it's hot. You know, it's hot down there. It's all yeah, grass, full shade. It's hot down there. But, again, that's a labor of love, man. That's my relaxed time. That's my peaceful time. I'm going to get down there and go fishing. I know you boys know about fishing. I'll be seeing the post, the big fish. Oh, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Look, fishing and look, grilling, Brian. Look. Fishing and grilling, man. Look, I don't know who talk- those fish. I just see everybody taking a picture with the same <laughs> <laughs> look at you guys' background, Brian. Look at those fake fish that he has. Look at that, there. man. Look at that. There you go. Look at those babies look. back there. <laughs> look, all I know, go, man. Yeah, all, go, man. all I know, he's been lying to me for five years. Talking about D-Gun, let's go fishing. And then he'll tell me, I'll have my people call your people. I ain't heard from his people yet. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, listen. Speaking of lying. Here we yeah, go. Have you ever seen D-Gun on the little the grill pitches? <laughs> you seen the pitches, right? You Good never point. seen a video of him actually doing anything on the grill. <laughs> yes. Listen, I'm trying to tell you right now. This whole grill scene, this is all this is all fake. It's a facade. His wife is actually on the grill. He's pretending yes. that he's on the grill. I don't know what's going on. That's a great point. That I, I see you, if you if you turn around, you pan around and pan around and view, you'll see the styrofoam boxes that he yes. went to, you know, he went to a restaurant and got it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. B West just bad because I haven't gotten them ribs yet. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I think I'll just had covered something. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Mrs. Gunn, if you want some chocolate chip cookies, that's right. Tell it. One. Tell she it. Woo, tell it. Mrs. Gunn. That's tell it. Before I go, my what we even got him to try now. Brian, I still can't get over this. He refuses to eat Reese cups, he can't see, uh, fathom peanut butter Damn with chocolate. <laughs> so, I even got him to eat one of my wife's pe- uh, uh, chocolate chip cookies with the Reese on top of it. Yes, yes. yes. And he he want he's stubborn, he wouldn't admit it. Well, he admitted it reluctantly. You know, this is pretty good, but I can't eat peanut butter with chocolate. Now, come on, man. We just, listen, chocolate and peanut butter don't go. To, they don't go together. I don't yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. We've been fighting this for a year today because of that. Oh my God, Brian! Great stuff, man. Thanks oh, yeah. for a couple minutes, man. It's good Be catching good, up bro. with you. Yeah, take man. care. All right, you got it. How about he calls you out for your grilling too, man? He's unbelievable. Oh man. I'm surprised he didn't do it early. First, Deacon, where my ribs? Oh God, <laughs> Barrett, great game, man. man. That, that was that oh, was goodness. that was fun catching up with bro. Brian. I mean, it's it's the stream, man. The stream put pressure on me, man. Like, when is Barrett going to get something, man? And those guys, you guys yeah, got they, the stream in cahoots with you, bro. I know they don't play around. That's Rob, man. I ain't do it, Barrett. It's Rob. I ain't do it. Mean streets. Yeah, that was good. I look great insights, man. Uh, about practice, about awesome insights. Hurts, yeah. about Miles Sanders. Uh, Man, a lot going. You know, and Brian shoots it straight. He he's not yeah. a homer, man. And he was he yeah. gave you some areas that, that really concern him. You know uh, about yeah, this team. So really interesting stuff, man. There for sure. All right, we we gotta we're gonna be wrapping a little bit early. We got a couple minutes before we have to get out of here, but we're gonna be wrapping it up a little bit early today because we we're blowing right through breaks, man. We don't we don't even play around. You guys didn't even right. know that. We didn't even take we don't it mess around, much. man. We we don't need we breaks don't. on this show, man. We got us. Exactly. CMB. Exactly. CMB. Appreciate we that. all we got. Appreciate, we, we got. Look, appreciate that showtime. Appreciate it, man. Came through today, man. Came See that? You know what you said? Give Barrett some love, man. You know he said today. 
Yeah, today. Yeah, today was I the key. I got Al word. Wallace the other day. Yeah, it's true. Okay, it's you true. got two. I'll give you two. <laughs> it's not right. That is not right, man. <laughs> and, and by the way, I, I agree with everything Brian said, except for chocolate peanut butter do go together. I mean, yeah. let's, thank let's you. be real. I mean, thank come you. on, man. Yeah, hey, Rob, you're not the one though, man. I, I tell you, man, I, I work with this dude every day for 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 two and a half years, and every day in the morning time, he bring Cheerios, dry Cheerios in a bag, and he'd be munching on what dry Cheerios you, and a water. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and a water, it's dry sad. Cheerios. And it's a really water. sad. I mean, it's what? that is know. sad, man. <laughs> deep studies need to be done. On are you are you are you the kind of dude that needs a steak or chicken with no seasoning on it? Are you one of those dudes? Um, I can eat it that way. No, I no, heck no. I no, can. Heck no. No. I prefer. No. I'm not. No. You know what? I, I'm not a big like. No. Uh, you know, like especially with like pea, like people like pineapple. You don't need to get nuts with things. Like pizza, <laughs> no, I agree with that. Pizza stands but... alone by itself. I don't need a thousand different things on pizza. All I want is sausage and pepperoni, and right. I'm good. Maybe some yeah. mushrooms. And people maybe. do these weird things with bacon. Uh, give me bacon and yeah. you know peanut butter. I'm like, I don't think so. I, you know what I mean? I like these things by themselves. They're good. Right, right. You don't, you don't have to, you don't let your food touch on a plate, yeah. do you? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> Yeah. See, you I can't, you can't yeah. sit down at my dinner table, dude. You can't, man. Because I can't. Well, first of all, you couldn't fit enough. It'd be so much food that it'd cook so many varieties that you couldn't That's have true. a plate That's big true. enough for it. You That's know, you'd true. have to make five or six trips. My dad used to purposely drive me nuts. So he'd get mashed potatoes <laughs> and, and he, would, he would get every other thing he was eating in his meal and he'd face. drop them into the mashed potatoes <laughs> and mix it all up and just start pounding it down. Because it knew I, it drove me nuts. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? And he did it every meal. Man. Oh, it's so good this way. It's all going down the same place. It's true. It is yeah. true. Are you um, one of these people that you have to have your food separated, dude? Seriously. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. yeah. I know so many people I, like I don't too. like it touching. I Isn't it going to the same place? It is. I go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. I get the bowl, man. The bowl is the mashed yeah. potatoes, gravy, yes. corn. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All yeah. that in one and, 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 yes. and the chicken on top, all Look, in one thing. I, I, I'm the weirdo. I'm I'm the first one to tell you, man. Like I am not <laughs> oh my normal. Goodness, man. You guys are normal. I am I'm an outcast. I am a weirdo, man. I'm the outlier. We got we got, we got a converting bear. We we I got know. some conversions to do here, man. Bro, he I mean he did not. I'm talking about every day, man, for two and a half years. The same exact thing. He yeah. never Dry Cheerios? Away. No milk. Dry Cheerios. Yeah, no I would milk. eat them out of the sandwich bag. I would just eat them out of the sandwich bag. <laughs> Where did you come up with that? What this? a water. What a water. Yeah. What a water. We don't have enough time. We're, we're, we're out of time. <laughs> but that's yes. why he weighs a buck 55. Right, right, right. right. Eat right. dry Cheerios. Me, true. I got to have fruit on it, sugar. I Something know. I can't eat no dry Cheerios. Believe man. me, I've been, I, I've been taking heat for a long, long time. That's all right. Yeah, all right. Me, so tomorrow, man. guys. So two things to remember for tomorrow. Number one, uh, well, well, guest wise, we're gonna have Jeremiah Trotter, which I know I think we're all pumped. We can't wait for that. But we're uh, that's at one thirty. We're gonna be at Ocean uh, <clears throat> Casino Resort tomorrow for the grand opening of their new sports book. Okay, so we'll be on location. If you're headed down the shore, if you're in Atlantic City, if you're in Sea Isle, if you're in Avalon, whatever, stop on over, hang out with us, get a chance to, to see some of our friends here. We, we, we love that, but we're excited about tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great way to kick off uh, Fourth of July weekend and close out the week on a Friday, man. It's going to be a blast. I don't have so, food. I'm leaving. There ain't no food. I'm out. Gunner's already out. put the word out. Yes. I'm out. I'm out. He's out. Of that's the food. 
So take care of us with some grub. All right. So uh, Barrett, great job getting B West. Gunner, great job as always. Want to thank our producer, Xander Krause. Excellent work out of Xander. Again, tomorrow, 1.30, Jeremiah Trotter. Thanks to everybody on the stream, everybody listening, everybody in the comment section. See you guys tomorrow at the same time. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports Media. We out. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.